Now is the time and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online. Gary Hoffman. Yeah. Shannon Barron. And I'm not going to brag about how much ass I kicked, but let's just say I kicked every single ass. Gary and Shannon. I'm leaving on a jet plane. You know, we couldn't have played any, like, Top Gun soundtrack music yeah, or something lot, with Blake. a little adrenaline. Thanks, Blake. Come on, Blake. This is weak stream. Very, very weak stream. Oh, yeah. he's going to fix it. took it, it away. He's going to fix it. All right. He's not going to fix it. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> we've got here. everything out here. We've got babies and strollers. We have half-naked men dancing. This is going to be a good day. Uh, there there we go. you go, Blake. All right. You've redeemed yourself. Gary and Shannon Show, we are live today out at Huntington Beach for the Great Pacific Air Show starting in just uh, just about an hour, as a matter of fact, as we'll start to see some of these planes flying by. We are j- located just north of the pier. I would like to apologize to everybody uh, for this stage. Yeah, this, this is, is a the little... stage for, like, Aerosmith or something, uh, not for this show. Yeah. I-, I feel like people are expecting some sort of musical act. Well, they so, got they full monitors and everything set up as if we're going to start singing, and I right. don't think that's going to happen anytime I mean, soon. you can hold a tune. I could. Maybe you whip out a little Beauty and the Beast later. Uh, you can definitely come on down to Huntington Beach. There's plenty of uh, space right now available on the beach, and it's amazing that there's this many people playing volleyball at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock on a Friday morning. Why wouldn't you? If you I if don't you know, could. except we are working. We actually have jobs. Would you call so. this work? Would you call these jobs? Excellent point. Yeah. Excellent point. This is going to be a hell of a day. It looks like the show's going to kick off in less than an hour here. The Great Pacific Air Show. Sun is out. It's, what, 72 degrees. Nice breeze. This is where you want to be if you can kick out of work. Just fake sick. Just fake sick. If you, know? you you can come out here. The show is absolutely free. There are ticket upgrades that are available. You can actually buy um, some some pretty premium seating that would include some concert sound, and it's actually far away from this stage, so good good news for you. Uh, you can go to PacificAirShow.com and find all the information about the, uh, the other tickets that are available. But as we're here today until 2 o'clock, we'll be able to make sure that you, uh, you have a good idea of what it is that's going on. Um, how did they get their Dick Cheney weather machine out here to turn on 72 degrees and sunny? That's what I don't understand about I, this. Uh, How can there not be fog? On I a thought like it was going to be overcast. I checked out the uh, temperature last night. It said 67, 69 for the high, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to be freezing. So I wore a big jacket <laughs> and uh, promptly got myself an air show T-shirt in exchange for that. So if you the, the air show festival and the STEM Expo are going to be right here just north of the pier at Huntington Beach. So if you know where that is right there at Main Street and PCH, um, all of that stuff is just north of the pier and then just south of the pier, you know, from Dukes and on way, uh, all the way down, all the way to Jack's. There's uh, all kinds of stuff, including the drop zone that have the tickets available there. There's a flight line club, even some private chalets that are along there. 
the there's seating along Huntington Beach Pier as well, where you will be almost directly under some of these airplanes. You'll be very, very close and be able to see these guys' helmets as they uh, hold their lunch stand. I'm super excited. I've never been to the Pacific Air Show before, and this year the Pacific yeah, Air I Show is... I was is in it last year. The, I don't know if I told you Okay. That. Do you want to get that out of the way? No, I'd rather, or you I'd rather just save it. Going back to it over and over. I am wearing my shirt that says I am a pilot, so so They let you take control for what, thirty seconds? When's the last time you flew an F sixteen? No, I know, and it was very uh impressive that right. you were able to do that and you even got your own flight suit outfit well, uh, on the day. I have a funny outfit story that I'm gonna write the note I have to write the note outfit because I have to tell it to you a little bit later. Okay. Uh, but it's Go on. This year, the Pacific Air Show is the only show in North America that will feature three jet teams from three countries. Uh, the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds, of course, are returning for a third appearance. They join the Canadian Forces, Snowbirds, and the Royal Air Force aerobatic team, the Red Arrows, who are making their Southern California debut. This is going to be a hell of a day. This is It's very unusual for, for military demonstration teams like this to to fly in the same place at the same time. Right. I don't think I've ever seen this. I've seen two before, two uh, military demonstration teams, but never three, and never three from different countries, which oh, is going to be great. and remember the uh, dual jetpack flight, the first ever oh, yeah. dual jetpack flight. We talked to one of the guys, one of the pilots uh, this week about that, and then he said that they're working on flying motorcycles now that they've mastered the jetpack technology. I'm not so certain that that's a great idea for someone like me or someone like you. Probably not Nick. He's the most accident-prone. He is the most accident-prone. It's probably better that Nick wasn't allowed to go up this year. These chairs they are kind of nice. Do you feel like a, Regis? Yeah. Now he's telling me, no, he was. You were not allowed, Nick. They did a background check, and they called us, and we said, hey, probably let let Nick stay on the earth this time. <laughs> he's really familiar with it. Um the, uh, so the Air Force Thunderbirds are coming along a little bit later. The Red Arrows, of course, uh, the Canadian Snowbirds. But the big one that I, I think a lot of people are very excited for is an actual demonstration of the F-35 Lightning. Now, this is unusual because it's, it's been here before. The F-35 has been through here before, but it just did a flyby. There was no uh, lengthy demonstration of any kind. So this is going to be an exciting time for everybody. Uh, the full performance of the demonstration of an F-35, and if you've seen, I mean, I've never seen it in person, but if you've seen videos of the F-35, it's an amazing machine. A never-before-seen solo aerobatic display, courtesy of Captain Andrew Dojo Olson. He has a flight. What would your flight name be? I don't your know. call sign. I don't get to choose that. Somebody else chooses Who that. chooses that? Is it like My, hurricanes where know. there's kind of like a, a number of okay. names and it's just next up? Is yours? No, my, um, I'm, I don't know who, uh, the guys in your squad or the, the people so in your I'm squad. So I'm in your you. squad, I, right? Okay. Okay, so maybe I choose your flight name, your call sign. Okay, but it, I'm ready. I'm, it's well, got to be short. I got to think about Remember, it. This it, is serious. This is going to stick with you for eternity. In the heat of battle, my call sign has to be something that you can you can spit out quickly. Right. So like one like or Viper, two Viper, Maverick. Right. Something Goose. quick. Yes. So what would it be? Are you thinking about it? You're waiting for... I'm going to wait. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to put some serious thought into this because this is something right. that you, you're going to take with you as you move through your life, and I want to make sure it fits. <laughs> well, we do have the ability for 
you to chime in on that as well. If you have a suggestion of what our call signs should be, yes. you can let us know on social media, at Gary and Shannon on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, uh, and we'll see if we can get some good names, some good call signs before the end of the show today. Um, so anyway, Dojo is going to be the pilot of that F-35, uh, as we see it a little bit later. There's others. Th- uh, the, the A-10 Thunderbolt is also going to be flying by here. An A-10 Thunderbolt is a soldier's best friend. If you see an A-10 Thunderbolt coming over the horizon, which often, uh, if you're the good guys, you hopefully don't have to. And if you're the bad guys, you have just evacuated your bowels because that's going to be the last time you see <laughs> the light of day when an A-10 Thunderbolt comes over the horizon. You're evacuating low. bowels a little early in the program today. <laughs> it's low. That thing flies slow. And it usually has gigantic weapons on it that would uh, put to shame anything that is uh, rolling or crawling along the ground. Hey, tell me about the Snowbirds, the Canadian forces. Which part about, what do you want to know about them? I just want to know about them. Well, they're Canadian. Right. They're incredibly nice people. Yes. Uh, Did you see, (laughs) speaking of Canadian, did you see the, uh, there was a video of a guy who happens to be running for political office in Canada, and he's walking along a pier somewhere, and he happens to be Sikh, so he wears a turban and a full beard. And a guy was confronting him. That's the way that was labeled as the video. He was, he was being confronted by a guy who walked up to him, shook his hand, and then leaned into him and said, you should probably take off your turban and cut your beard. That was as, that was as confrontational as he got. And then they split ways and just... That's how you protest in Canada. That's how you do it. That's how you get... Wow. They don't yell at each other anymore. They so, don't talk about eating babies like they did at no, the AOC rally? No. Oh. And I think a little way, decorum up north. I do think that that was uh, that was kind of a joke. That whole um, uh, you're calling BS on it. I am. Yeah, I think, it's, I think so too. Uh, so the Canadian Forces Snowbirds, known as the Canadian Forces 431st Air Demonstration Squadron, come back. They um, they have been here before as well, and they are known for a bunch of different things. All of these precision, high end military demonstration teams are known for flying flawlessly. Uh, the hours and hours and hours, literally hundreds of hours of practice that they put in, uh, are, can be you can see it clearly when they do these demonstrations. It's really special with the uh, Royal Air Force, the Red Arrows. They're returning to the United States for the first time in 11 years. This is their sixth stop in their North American tour, and we get their grand finale here. One of the coolest things about the Royal Air Force Red Arrows is many of the pilots and members of the squadron joined the Royal Air Force as a direct result of seeing the Red Arrows perform as kids. Yeah. Yeah, that, Cause that mean, stays with you. It makes think. a huge difference. Yeah. And whether it's the Blue Angels or the Thunderbirds or the Red Arrows or the Snowbirds, they'll all tell you that this is a huge outreach program for them when you get to see this. I- I've said before a handful of times that my, uh, my father-in-law flew for the Blue Angels in the Navy, and that came after his time as a combat pilot um, in Vietnam. Is that why you became a pilot? Uh, n- no, it wasn't. Beca- it was because somebody <laughs> called me and said, "Hey, do you want to fly an airplane?" And I went, "Okay, <laughs> duh. I guess I have something to live up to." Um, but- I think you should probably tell your F sixteen story because uh, when I referred to you as a pilot, I think some people actually believe me that I have a license somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no. and that is not the case. Well, <laughs> but to- but in his case, um, he was asked. He was basically recruited to fly for the Blue Angels because of his performance uh, as a Navy. Naval aviator, and then went on to uh, to fly with the Blue Angels for a couple of years. It, it's 
it's proof that just about every single one of the people that's in the Air Force Thunderbirds, the, the Canadian Snowbirds, or the Royal Red Arrows, almost every single one of them has seen some sort of combat mission, um, if not all of them. And, and that, it, that goes to show how important this is to the members of the military, the members of these armed services that will eventually sign up for these demonstration teams because, to your point, they make an incredible statement for everyone else, uh, especially kids that get to see them, anybody else out here who wants to, I don't know, have an idea of where their money is going, where their tax money is going. How big is that C-47? That's a giant cargo airplane. That's C-47. That's coming through later. Is that like the, what is it, the C-130? C-130 is also big. Uh, What's bigger? The 47 is bigger. Really? But even bigger than that is the C-5, the Globemaster that rolls through. But you could probably pack the entire pier into the cargo bay of a C-5. I may be exaggerating a little bit. I don't know. Uh, But those those are the basics of it. If someone knows the difference between the C-5 and the... Uh, 47, let me know, because I think the 5 is the biggest. It's called the Globemaster for a reason. Um, later on in the show, of course, we've got the, uh, I mentioned the, the F-35 demo by Dojo uh, Olson, the pilot, uh, the fifth-generation fighter that combines advanced stealth with fighter speed and agility, fully-fused sensor information, network-enabled operations, uh, and advanced sustainment, and nowhere in there is there a Blu-ray player, which I thought was a, kind of a waste of time. If you're going to be in an F-35 for that long, you'd want to have some sort of entertainment. I've done some research on the C-5. You've done some research. <laughs> well, I went to Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, it says the C-5 is among the largest military aircraft in the world. Okay. So now I want to find out what the largest is. Well, American military—that's going to be your—that's going to be your your um, deciding factor there. Also, the SOCOM Paracommandos, Special Operations Command uh, Paracommandos, the only joint service parachute demonstration team in the military. They are going to be along as well today. These team members selected after a rigorous training program. They'll participate in the team uh, in addition to their regular duties. Once again, coming back, of course, is that Yak-110. Everybody loves the uh, Jeff Bourbon and his Yak-110 because it's an odd-looking, one-of-a-kind aircraft made with two fuselages. And when you see it in the show a little bit later, it stands out as one of the oddest-looking but coolest things you'll ever see flying. Um, uh, In addition to flying for fun, Jeff serves as a pilot for a major airline, so he's taking some time off from his normal travels today to come through and, and join us. Um, again, the planes start flying at about 11 o'clock, and um, what you don't see, sort of, you know, as everybody's sitting in Huntington Beach and we're looking out towards the ocean waiting for some of these planes to start flying, what you don't see is the rigorous preparation that these pilots are making back at different airfields uh, getting ready for the show today. And just to relate a little bit about what I did last year, uh, the Air Force Thunderbirds invited me to come up and fly with them uh, in well, one of the pilots in a demonstration just in the F-16 airframe. Now we had heard of our colleagues uh, on the television side doing the same kind of flight. Yes, um, and some of them pass out. Uh, some of them get sick. So we were a little bit worried about Gary. How how is he going to handle this? Was he going to evacuate himself? We didn't know, but you handled it beautifully. You did look a little pale. In the video, when you got off, well, it's it, that's the weirdest part about it. The, I mean, the whole flight uh, last year on that F sixteen was maybe an hour and fifteen minutes from from wheels up to wheels down, maybe an hour and fifteen minutes, and we took off from the joint base at Los Alamitos, and after the full ceremony, and it was about three hours of pre flight checking that went on 
before I was actually in the airplane because the flight surgeon has to talk to me about kind of what happens to your body when you're in an F-16 and you go through 9Gs or 0Gs and then to 9Gs and back to zero. What did he say? Well, just I mean, it was all about where the blood goes in your body and how to prevent yourself from blacking out or throwing up, etc. So we um, got straight into the airplane and then took off. And from that point on, we... Um, you know, we flew out over towards Edwards Air Force Base and then out into an area that was way out in the desert where all you could see was scrub and dirt and no people. Because, you know, if something happens, they don't want to find my body, I suppose. <laughs> um, but so from that point on, it was terrifying. But I didn't, I didn't barf. I didn't poop. And I didn't pass out. In front of the mayor, you're going to be talking about your output? Can we well, have just, a little I bit of decorum? To know, I wanted to know how brave I am. I, <laughs> Huntington Beach Mayor Pro Tem, Lynn Semeta. Yes. How right. are you? Thank you for joining us. I am fantastic. Super excited about the sun that I woke up to this morning just in time for our great Pacific Air Show. Yeah, how did you guys plan that? Well, we ordered it. <laughs> you know, we have some pull up there, I guess. It came through, yeah. So this is an exciting day for you and for the city. Extremely exciting. We are so pleased that we're back here again. Great Pacific Air Show over our beautiful four miles of coastline in Huntington Beach. It's such a unique show. As you know, three jet teams, three elite military jet teams, three different countries are going to be here. So the whole community is very excited. I mean, talk about a Chamber of Commerce day. <laughs> <laughs> the air show, the sunshine, everything. It's, it's really nice. Every time I come out here when we do a broadcast, we've done a couple of them here at Huntington Beach across the way. I was like, why don't I live in Huntington Beach? I'm like, oh, that's right, because I work in Burbank. Well, we'd love to have you. You could always do the drive. <laughs> What's your favorite part of, of these air shows? Is it the community coming together? Is it the, the fireworks in the sky, the whole bit? Gosh, how do you pick one? There's so <laughs> well, you many. you don't have to. I mean, really, truly, the, the community coming together is a big part of it. It's just such an enriching experience. Our youth get the opportunity to interact with pilots and inspire them for future careers. So that's wonderful. Also, just the, the pride that it brings to our city to host all of these military and civilian pilots doing their daring feats over our beach and just welcoming millions of visitors from near and far. So there's so much to be excited and proud about. One of the great things is that it's not just the 11 o'clock flight people you know see in the airplanes, is that there's activities that go on basically throughout the entire day. That's right. We have lots of activation, lots of things for people to do in between the flights or whatever, you know, and there's so many different places to watch it as well. You can be up in one of the high-rise hotel rooms. You can be down on the beach. You can be on the pier. So lots to do. One of the things you mentioned is the ability for the kids and, and community members, ad adults, adult kids as well. That's right. I'm <laughs> um, one of those. To yeah. be able to meet with the pilots and the performers. And that happens at 5 p.m. It looks like in the uh, Pier Plaza area, 5 yes. p.m., there will be the lifeguard band followed by a live Q&A and autograph session with the pilots and they, the uh, performers. Yeah, and we appreciate that so much for them to make themselves available, you know, because here they're flying three days in a row. That's a lot of stress, I would imagine, but they make themselves available to our kids, our youth, our community. So we really appreciate that as well. Do you need Gary with his flight experience to, to talk to anyone? Maybe a little Q&A? Tell me about your flight experience, Gary. <laughs> so uh, I was in an F-16. Oh, wow. And the pilot said, 
do you want to fly it? And I said, sure. Really quick, drinking game for the rest of the show. Every time Gary says, I was in an F-16, <laughs> drink one. <laughs> and while I was in that F-16, uh, I did grab the stick for a full uh, probably 15 seconds. Wow. I got my taxpayer's money's worth. That's what I did. But I did a full I did a full barrel roll or aileron roll in, in the airplane. I did it. Not him. Me. In, I did it. In that 15 seconds. You <laughs> in that 15 okay. seconds. Full revolution right there. I'm so. super impressed. Thank I have you. I to appreciate tell that. you. I also went uh, faster than the speed of sound. I mean, I didn't. I just was a passenger <laughs> at that point. But, well, I, you've never done that. And I haven't. Okay, well. Me either. Well done. Thank you. I appreciate well that. Well done. There's one person clapping. <laughs> oh, two. 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 Can we get a round of applause for Gary, the F-16 pilot? That's very good. That's enough. Uh, okay, so you said that people come from all around. Where are some of the great distances that you've heard people coming uh, from to see the air show? Well, I met many people from Britain the other night. You know, when the Red Arrows flew in over the Queen Mary, the British consulate so had cool. a reception there that night, and we watched them come through the sky with those red, white, and blue smoke trails, really beautiful. So there were quite a few people there from Britain the other night. I know that. I, they're coming from all over. I really don't yeah. know for sure, but, but yes, all over. It's also important that the Great Pacific Air Show is a, is a homegrown thing. Kevin Elliott, who's helped put this thing together, hometown boy, right? Absolutely, and that makes us really proud. Still lives here. His family is still here. His business is here. And so that is just really adds to the specialness of this whole event that it's put on by our hometown boy. That's right. You know, anything you're looking forward to specifically today? Well, I've been having a lot of fun already. I'll tell you, I've had the opportunity to welcome the pilots out at the Air Force Base in Los Alamitos and be over at Lion Air Museum. I actually got to get strapped into the jet pack. They haven't told me whether I get to actually go up in it yet. Probably, oh, yeah. oh my no. probably uh, not. As a pilot, I would suggest <laughs> not doing that. I don't think that's, that's going to happen. That's, just, that's next level stuff. No, but so I've already been having a lot of fun. But, you know, just going to be down here interacting with everybody and having fun watching those flights. I mean, just those jet teams that just inspire me. I I really can't even tell you how much I love this event. Well, Huntington Beach Mayor Pro Tem Lynn Sametta, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. It's and been my uh, thank pleasure. you for the day that you ordered for yeah. all of us. Well, <laughs> well done. Thank you both for being here. Okay. Uh, Gary and Shanna, we're live today at the, the Great Pacific Air Show right along the pier in Huntington Beach. We'd love it if you would come on down again. The mission is free to get anywhere basically in Huntington Beach to see the show. There are some tickets available for some different seating areas. You can find all that information at PacificAirShow.com. I did some research on large planes. Yeah, so did I. We're going to have to do that when we come back. Okay, because uh, uh, i got to tell you about the Strato launch. I've been called a dumbass already. Wow. Yeah. But I, but, but from a guy that I can take it from. So you... Brian, Brian Suits already corrected us. So Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. And he's right. He's 100% did right. Did I get that text? No, I don't know if you did or not. No. But anyway, we'll clear up the whole... <laughs> The fiasco that the we... The fiasco that is the, our military flight... Yeah. The trash fire <laughs> that we started a few minutes ago, we'll try to put out in a few minutes. Gary and Shannon, we're live today again in Huntington Beach for the Great Pacific Air Show, just north of the Huntington Beach Pier. Listen, you're the pilot. I know, and I can't believe I'm the one who screwed it up. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on that iHeartRadio app. We are live today at the Great Pacific Air Show here in Huntington Beach, right off the pier here at about 4th and PCH. Ooh, we do have a couple of good call sign emails and oh, texts. Oh, shoot. Uh, but first, let's clear up the whole thing about the big airplanes. 
C5 is the Galaxy. That's the biggest. C10, it can be one of the larger ones, also a cargo and a refueling plane, the C10. And then the C-17 after that as well. The C-17 is the Globemaster. The C-5 is the Galaxy. What about the and? I don't care about the Russians. Oh, okay, because the Russians the, the, have... Nah, nah, nah. We're just talking about American military. The Ruslan. Yes. And the Antonov. The AN-124. Antonov. Um, okay, so we are talking about... Uh, we're talk- Did I say... It doesn't matter. Uh, our call signs, right? Yeah. We can't come up with our own call signs, so we have to have people in our squadron come up with our call signs. So... Uh, Johnny on Instagram says that my call sign would be Chico, and your call sign would be Gazelle. 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 Huh. I don't. There's no explanation, and I think there should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bob wrote in and said mine would be Hobo, Hobo, and that yours would be Frenchie. Uh, <laughs> These are terrible ideas. Is Farron a French name? No. Okay, well, no, I it's, don't a, get it's it. an Irish name. Maybe next time we have explanations with it. All right, That'd sounds be good. Fine as well. uh, Kevin, I apologize. Uh, yes, Kevin sorry. Elliott is the air show director and joins us now, and he had to hear about our stupid call signs. <laughs> I like those nicknames, though. I think they're fitting. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Especially Gazelle. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We got a little uh, grass out here if you want to give us a demo. Yeah, you, yeah, you can run, run like, like a, gazelle. a gazelle. All right, I'll think about it. Uh, so, this is exciting. Congratulations pulling this all together. Have you slept in the past six months? Thanks. Uh, no. <laughs> no, we have not, actually. We've been quite busy out here. The whole team's been working since last Friday to uh, get this thing uh, off the ground, for lack of a better way to say it. And we're very excited about what's about to take place this weekend. What goes on right now? I mean, we've already closed down the pier. People are off the pier in terms of just spectators, um, but we have seating up there later. We're a half an hour or so before the planes start flying. What are we? Wh- what's going on behind the scenes that we can't see? So I just came from the performer brief, which is held uh, up the street at our city hall. And uh, what we do is in the morning we get all the performers together and we actually walk through the schedule. We talk about how they're going to fly in and how they're going to fly out, and we coordinate everybody's altitudes, who's going to be flying with who. And uh, we basically leave that room with a really master plan consensus about how the air operation is going to go for the day. And then everybody breaks and goes to uh, their respective airports. We have two primary airports that we operate out of, which is the uh, Orange County Airport at the, out of the Lion Air Museum. And then we have um, uh, the uh, Joint Forces Training Base at Los Alamitos, which is, which is all of our uh, military assets. Uh, so they'll take off from there, and then what will happen is, is they'll actually hold in the sky in a certain space that's being designated by our air boss, Wayne Boggs. And uh, he's basically the air traffic controller over this space. And we have a big five-mile radius around Huntington Beach where nothing can fly in that space from the surface all the way to 15,000 feet without the approval of our air boss. So Mr. Boggs is in charge of all of that? Mr. Boggs is the air boss, and his beautiful wife, Carolyn, is the boss of the air boss. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They work together, huh? Yes, that's right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. She has a credential and says, boss of the air boss. <laughs> That's uh, that's the credential, I think. So if, I suppose if you don't like what Wayne tells you to do, if right. you don't like the altitude he gives you, you just got to raise his wife on the phone and say, can I fly a little lower? That's great. Kevin, how come? Why did you get involved with this in the first place, the Great Pacific Air Show? Well, I've always loved aviation since I was a kid. Um, I grew up flying remote control airplanes, and uh, I lived over here in Huntington Beach. I uh, grew up here, went to school here, uh, started a company here that uh, puts on events like this. And so um, when the city asked if I was interested in getting involved, naturally, I said, well, you're supposed to do something that you love, right? And I said yes. 
And, of course, my wife said, are you sure you want to do that? It might ruin the air show for you. And uh, That's a good point. I told her last night, I said, I think, honey, I think there might have been something to what you told me. She said, just say it. I'm right. I said, no, I'm not going to say it. There's something to that when you uh, take a hobby of yours and then you make it work. Right. Um, it, can be, it can be great or it can be uh, – become a pain in the in the in the, bu- the buttocks you, it, it, as hard as and difficult as it is it's been a real a real great time and we have we're in the best city and the best venue in the in the country to host an event like this with over five plus miles of straight wide beach uh, there is no other venue like this in the entire country and there is no other lineup like this at any air show in 2019 we're the most stacked lineup that you're going to see we have three jet teams we have three demo teams among everything else. I mean, How did you book all that uh, that roster? I mean, it's just stacked. Yeah, so we actually submit applications to the Department of Defense for the air display, and we obviously lay out the credentials of the show. Their main missions are inspiring the youth and recruiting and sort of displaying for the American people what your tax dollars are paying for. And so uh, we give them the venue to do it right here in Huntington Beach. Everybody gets to come down and enjoy the beautiful sand uh, and see the best of what, you know, these various military groups have to offer. Yeah, I don't know how the Chamber of Commerce figured this out, but if you're from out of town and you're here today to watch all of this, this is postcard beautiful. And, you know, we were here last year when we saw some of the early demonstration stuff. This is just, this is unbelievable. I, I don't know why uh, there would be a team that wouldn't want to fly here. True. Yeah, that certainly doesn't hurt our case either, you know. It's like, <laughs> hey, do you guys want to come to Huntington Beach or do you want to go somewhere else? They're like, let me think for a second. <laughs> yeah. And then when we tell them, hey, where are we going to be staying? And we say, well, we'll probably put you up in the shore break and you might have to deal with a couple of rooms with an ocean view. They say, well, hold on, we'll get back to you. Right. That's sure, a good point. Sure we're not Cleveland. <laughs> um, the, Thunder, the Thunderbirds were a late uh, addition again this year, right? I mean, we, it was just a, a short time ago that, in fact, they were able to confirm that they were going to make it. Yeah, just a couple of weeks. So last year we had the Thunderbirds, and we were fortunate enough to uh, be honored to receive the award for being Civilian Air Show Site of the Year for 2018 by the Air Force, specifically the Thunderbirds. And so they had an availability open up in their schedule. They actually had a show that canceled on them in Puerto Rico. And uh, they reached out and said, hey, there's probably a less than a 1% chance that this could ever happen. But would you guys be able to accommodate us on short notice? Do you think you could put it all together? And so that conversation turned into two or three more conversations where we validated that we would be able to fulfill the requirements, which you might imagine are pretty extensive. Yeah. Right. And the and, percentage um, kept going up and up and up. And finally, I got a call from their, uh, their four-star general who said, congratulations, we're coming to Huntington Beach. And I said, uh, hold on a second, let me see. Put the phone down for a second. Okay, sure. Yeah, did that it, sounds good. Did to a little me. dance. Yeah, that's great. So the only show this year to have three jet teams, obviously from three countries as well. So we have the Canadian Snowbirds who fly their nine Tudor jets, who are absolutely incredible. This is their second time flying in Huntington Beach, um, and then we have uh, for the first time the Royal Air Force Red Arrows all the way from the U.K., and they're going to be uh, our headliners uh, finishing our show all three days this year. I don't want to ask you to pick between your children, but is there something that you're particularly looking forward to? Well, I think uh, if if you're asking me my personal opinion, I'm I'm looking forward to the A-10 demo. Uh, We have not had an A-10 here in Huntington Beach, and it's one of the most incredible airplanes, just the maneuverability and the the tightness that it can, can fly in, the radiuses that it can turn in are pretty incredible. But you know, we've got two F-18 Super Hornets. We've got a P-51 Mustang. We also have uh, um, 
we've got a lot of stuff. We have the F-35, which is this is the very first year that the F-35 has been approved for a full demo. So two years ago in 2017, we've had the F-35, which is the newest joint strike fighter, and they, they came through and they just did a couple of high-speed passes, nothing too elaborate, um, as they were still kind of working through all of the kinks of the aircraft. And now it's been approved by the Air Force to actually do a full 15-minute demo where it demonstrates all of the aerobatic and maneuverability capabilities of the aircraft. Um, and the full envelope of what it can do. So we are one of the very first shows, only a very ha- small handful of shows got that this year, um, and we'll be seeing that here in Huntington Beach for the next three days. That is incredible. Well, Kevin Elliott, Air Show Director here, thank you so much. Really appreciate it, and well done. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm glad you guys are here. Thank you for all your support. We love having you guys down here, and uh, maybe next year, you know, a bigger stage. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel bad. He, uh, Kevin was telling me just a, a couple months ago, Snoop Dogg was here uh, entertaining, and uh, sorry that it's just us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we also want to make, make sure everybody knows we're going to have a great event here tonight uh, from about 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's our community kickoff event, really kind of just – uh, kicking off the Saturday Sunday festivities of the air show, so we're going to have all the pilots down here in Pier Plaza and Huntington Beach. They're going to be doing live Q and A with the crowd. We're going to have uh, our, our air boss and our announcer. Uh, they'll be up here asking questions, and then everybody's going to go out and uh, sign autographs uh, for the fans. So it's a free event. We're just kind of inviting the community out to come out and engage with the air teams and really uh, enjoy themselves. So anybody that's listening wants to come down, come that on is, down. That is awesome. Again, it's all free. There are tickets available for some different seating areas, but if you find a place somewhere along PCH here, you're going to be able to see an incredible show. Uh, go to PacificAirShow.com for details about specific tickets once again uh, and uh, more information about each one of these demonstration teams in each one of these incredible planes that's going to be coming through. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin. And we're nice still going to get Shannon up in an airplane even. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know right. she's fighting. Listen, I've flown with her, and that's In not a, a Southwest plane, <laughs> and it didn't go well. <laughs> I saw a nice biplane. They said, do you have anybody else? I said, I have somebody in mind for next year. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll see. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. All right, more coming up next on Gary and Shannon. I'm just sitting out here watching airplanes take off. Shannon, live KFI AM 640, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app as well, and live today in Huntington Beach, right here at Pier Plaza, just north of the Huntington Beach Pier, getting ready for the Great Pacific Air Show, expected to start up here in just a few minutes. We'll start to see some of the uh, the first demonstrations come through right about 11 o'clock. Just an absolutely gorgeous day out here on the beach. I don't know how they figured this out, but... This is going to be a uh, this is going to be a fantastic show. About eleven o'clock is when they start. Wrap things up at about two o'clock, and as they said, about five o'clock they're going to have a sort of a kickoff party right in this area, right around Pier Plaza here, where you get to meet some of the pilots that uh, flew the demonstrations earlier in the day. They'll have autographs. Just think about that. All cool the kids party. that are going to see an air show for the first time, yeah. maybe, and maybe that dream is born. As we talked about, a lot of the performers and the pilots with the Royal Air Force aerobatic team decided to do what they do because they saw the uh, the, the team perform as, as kids. Uh, speaking of the team, Dodgers look good last night. Yeah, well, congratulations. You did a, a great job cheering them on last night. Yep, um, I did my part. I, oh I my. showed up. I ate my Dodger dog in about 35 seconds flat, by the way. That's you- a that's a delicious hot dog. You've been making you've been making some noise with these encased meats lately. There was another well, one earlier in the week that that you ate in the studio that 
We had a bratwurst uh, to celebrate the Dodgers in the playoffs. They, uh, the doghouse brought a bunch of bratwurst to the to the station. Right. I don't know why you're looking at me because I saw you put that thing down pretty quickly as well. Not anywhere close as uh, as fast as you did, <laughs> and I didn't warn you away from looking at me while I ate. But you at least said to me at one point, "Whatever you do, do not look at me." <laughs> I feel like it's our duty as Americans when we go to stadiums to eat the stadium food, to eat the bratwursts, to eat the Polish sausages. To experience America. Experience America. I do believe it's our duty. There is a uh, there's a full slate of games today, as a matter of fact, uh, baseball-wise. Rays-Astros start here in just a few minutes. Cardinals-Braves at 1.30. Twins-Yankees start at 4. And then the Nationals and Dodgers start again. Uh, 6.37 of all times is, uh, is going to be the first pitch tonight out at Dodger Stadium. Um, and then the Rams lost to the Seahawks last night. I know you were at the game, but did you get to watch any of the football So game? my phone is from a long time ago. Sure. Another time, actually. So I have no speed on there. The, the Wi-Fi just doesn't hook up very well. But the guy in front of me had, like, the new iPhone 11 Pro Max. <laughs> it's this big. Um, and he had the game up. And so... I'm I'm watching over his shoulder and I'm asking questions like how much time's left and my husband just slowly turns his head to look at me like how dare you they're in the playoffs yeah. and you can't right? take your eyes off you of the football you can't handle game. this um, it's so- week five calm down we're in the playoffs this is October ball the Dodgers are going to go at it for the third time in a row it's make or break this is the Dodgers year and you've got your eyes on the Seahawks Rams game I was flipping back and forth between baseball and football last night and when I went to the football game the Seahawks were wearing those horrific oh for the love of green God uniform. who signed off on those so my wife said and this is they're, they're not doing color rush anymore I mean it, not both teams at least right. where it looks like a, a, a video game but the Seahawks last night were wearing their fluorescent green uniforms and my wife said they deserve to lose just because of the outfits oh it's terrible yeah who who's into that I don't know but it's an opportunity for them to sell, you know, the sell jerseys. That's True. why they do the alternate jerseys. But but it's horrific, and it's hard to watch. And if your TV's not calibrated right, you're going to burn that thing apart. What was it a couple of years ago for Color Rush? It was I think it was the Seahawks Broncos or something, and it was bright green and bright orange, and it looked like Tennessee, Oregon, and it was just bizarre to see that image in, in, in the NFL. And there was one, I want to say, Steelers Chiefs or something like that, where it's like ketchup versus mustard. Yes. Just the it's most disgusting. Heinous. All right, we're about to kick things off here at uh, the uh, Huntington Beach Pier for the Great Pacific Air Show. Again, it's a free show. If you're anywhere in Huntington Beach, you're going to be able to see and hear a lot of this coming up over the next couple of hours. We're here at Plaza, uh, the Pier Plaza, just north of the Huntington Beach Pier. There's all kinds of stuff that's set up, food trucks and everything, if you want to come on out. There are tickets available for some other seating options, of course. And you can find all the information about maybe where to park, find a map of the whole thing at PacificAirShow.com. And uh, check it out, and we'll come back in a few minutes. And in the background, of course, you're going to hear all these airplanes. Side note, uh, somebody brought us brownies, and we asked no questions and ate them. So if things go a little sideways, you'll know why. There was something in them brownies. Ask about the brownies. (laughs) Who does that? Who just says, oh, okay, I don't know where this brownie came from, but let me eat all of it. Well, you only only are a quarter into that brownie. I know, because I'm waiting to see what happens to you. Well, my mouth is numb already. And I don't know why. <laughs> All right. All good right. times. This could get crazy. Gary and Shannon, we're live today in Huntington Beach for the Great Pacific Air Show. Amy King's going to have an update in just a minute.
Shannon. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We Today. are live at the at the Great Pacific Air Show here at beautiful Huntington Beach, and the action is just moments away. We have a lot that we're going to get through today, including all of the uh, the planes that are going to be flying right behind us. If you're coming out here, uh, we are right at Pier Plaza, so we're just north of the Huntington Beach Pier. And we'd love if you would come on out and say hello. Uh, the giant stage that you can't miss. It's a little uh, it's a little gargantuan for a couple of people to just stand up here. It's odd. Yeah, it's embarrassing. We're embarrassed for us, and that's just the way it is. Uh, Huntington Beach Police Officer Angie Bennett joins us now. And, uh, Officer, I may, uh, we may have taken drugs this morning. Uh, somebody brought us brownies. We didn't ask questions. There was no chain of custody that we understood. And I don't know, I don't know what's in that brownie. So just full disclosure, we might be on drugs. Well, you see, I'm not touching it, right? I'm <laughs> yes. keeping clear. Smart. And I'm really not interested if you guys are high or not. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you guys are busy today. I mean, just to, at least to keep the peace and make sure everything goes well. What kind of preparation does the, do the police department go through for, for this weekend? There's a lot of planning involved in what we do. Uh, it's months in advance. But we uh, communicate with all of our local federal state partners. We work hand-in-hand with Code 4 and the Air Show to make sure that we have a successful event that everybody can come to and be safe at. Uh, parking is going to be an issue. I mean, that's going to be at a – it's always uh, at a premium. So how do people make sure they find the right place to park so that they don't get a, a little note from Huntington Beach's finest? The very first thing we want you guys to do is to plan ahead and be early. So don't – last minute, oh, yeah, i got to get down to the air – I'm sorry, to the air store immediately. So plan ahead. We do have Lyft and Uber drop-offs at right in front of the hotels, so down off of PCH. Um, we do have parking, but it's going to be limited, so we ask everybody to be patient. We have a shuttle that will be leaving from Civic Center and from Golden West College that people can start taking tomorrow. That's free. Oh, that's cool. What so time does that start? I think it starts at 10 a.m., so check it all out at surfcityshuttle.com. Okay. Um, do officers get stoked when they get an assignment like this? It is so much fun. I mean, <laughs> we get so blessed here in the Huntington Beach Police Department because we have all these great events in our city, but this is personally my favorite event. So I'm, I'm really happy to be here personally, and I know a lot of officers look forward to signing up to come down and work here. Right now we are looking at the Huntington Beach Search and Rescue Demo as we get our first action here at the uh, Great Pacific Air Show. Uh, what is your, come on, you've seen these before. What's your favorite part about this? I love the jets. Are you kidding? I love the sound of the jets, the sound of freedom. I love looking up in the sky and seeing it. I cannot wait to see um, all three different jet teams this year. That is exactly it. You just hit the nail on the head, the sound of freedom. It's my favorite point at every football game or, or, or baseball game is that flyover. And I think everybody just looks up and we're all together in that moment and we're all in awe and it just always gives me chills. And I think every Everyone else feels that way, too. It's like a moment of unity and freedom, and we are badass. That's right. <laughs> and, and Huntington Beach itself as a city is extremely patriotic. So we love to host this event, and we're really excited every year when it, when it comes to town. Are you guys fighting for, for slots along the beach here? I mean, who, who do you, how do you guys decide who gets to work this event? First this? come, first serve. Let's ah. go. you got <laughs> to sign up as fast as you can. Some people will be down. Like, I'm always here, right. but I have a great spot. So some people um, will sign up, and other people, based on their assignments will be here just because of the nature of their assignment okay well i'm glad that you could come and, and help us figure out what's going on today this is a great start yeah it's great you're definitely high <laughs> you, no yeah. i'm not yeah you are no 
I can tell. I just can't tell which one of you is speaking to me right now. <laughs> Oh, good times. No, I don't think so. You're more than welcome to do a full check on me if I'm that's good. really okay. <laughs> She's like, that's not what I do, all right? Uh, again, we have all the information uh, about the air show today at uh, PacificAirShow.com. You can find out information. Um, just just quick, I mean, it's uh, like word association here. We're trying to figure out call signs uh, for ourselves in the event that we're ever called up uh, to fly military jets and be part of an actual squadron. Just... Free, flow, free form right now. What do you think would be our call signs? Wow, really? That's yeah, tough. Seriously. She just met us like four minutes ago. That's the point. Okay, well, you know the sign for like causing a disturbance, right? In police language is 415. Sure. So oh. 415A, 415B. I oh, love that's it. That's pretty good. I mean, I don't, that's that, just off the top of my head. That's great. I'm gonna I'll, take that down. I'll take it. 415A and 415B. I think you're, another option for you would be brownie. <laughs> brownie. Yeah. No. No? No, I don't that's think that's... That's too long. Yeah, 11, that, 357, right. that's too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had other ones. Hope... These are these are the ones for me. Hobo, Chico, Hofbrau, Moly. Moly? Moly. I like that. Uh, dry, as in stay dry. And then the ones for you, Frenchie, Gazelle, Vixen, Tipsy, Blondie, <laughs> Chardonnay. <laughs> Chardonnay might be too long. That's pretty good, though. That's a little long. Maybe just Chard. Shard. This doesn't sound good. Isn't that a vegetable? <laughs> uh, Angie Bennett is the, the the PIO for Huntington Beach Police Department. Thanks for coming out. We appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day, this incredible Chamber of Commerce-style 72 degrees California day. If you need Perfect. any help keeping people in line, we are here. Okay, I'll call on you. With no skills. Yeah. We could we could cause a diversion, though. No, verbal communication key. skills are huge for officers. We, we need that. All right, we'll come back, and as things get started here in the uh, behind us, so right over the ocean, we'll give you an idea of what it is that's going on and uh, some more information about what's uh, happening in the world today. That's coming up on Gary and Shannon. Amy Live King. today at the Huntington Beach uh, Pier, right along the pier. Gary and Shannon live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Over the air, of course, KFI AM 640. Right now, we are watching quite the show. This is the United States Special Operations Command Parachute Team. These are comprised of active duty special operators, Army Special Forces, Army Rangers, Navy SEALs, Air Force Combat Controllers, and Marine Raiders. And anywhere you are in Huntington Beach, you can see this uh, this plane that's uh, blowing smoke circles around these paratroopers as they make their way down to the beach here uh, to kick off what is the Great Pacific Air Show for this weekend. And each of these days, today, tomorrow, and Sunday, you're going to be able to see all of these, uh, these acts, these uh, aerobatics, all of the demonstrations that are taking place right along Huntington Beach here. And for information, of course, go to PacificAirShow.com. Uh, a little bit later, there's going to be some of the uh, some of the other big ones coming up, including the uh, the F-18 that's expected to come by, a C-17, a KC-135, and of course the big ones include the uh, Royal Canadian Air Force Snowbirds, and then a couple of guys with jetpacks that are going to be flying around here. That is going to be incredible because it's the first time that they've been able to have two people doing that the jetpack flights at the exact same time. So this is a, a great day to come on out. 70, what, 72? 72 degrees. Beautiful, incredible sunshine. Look at that beautiful dog on the lawn as well. Yes, we have dogs. That we listen. have babies as well. I mean, what more could you want? I don't know. Seriously, though, could you get a better day for no. an air show? I mean, it is just beautiful crystal blue sky. Nice 
light breeze and uh, quite the entertainment. We, um, uh, I mentioned earlier in the show, I don't know if you knew this, that I was a pilot um, in my past life. Like a year ago, I was a pilot mm-hmm. because I flew with the uh, Air Force Thunderbirds when they invited me to, to go up in one of their F-16s with them. And the, uh, the amazing part about it was just for a one-hour flight, we went through about three and a half hours of, I don't know if you'd call it training, but it was more preparation for me to make sure that I didn't expel any bodily fluids within inside the, uh, the cockpit of that F-16. I did pretty good. What do they say to you before you go up in, in one of those planes? Well, how do they tell you that your body is going to react? Uh, just very, very simply. You know, as you go through the different aerial maneuvers that the blood is going to leave your head and you will pass out. That's the way they said it. And they said you can prevent that by doing a couple of things, including, you know, as, as soon as you start to feel the, the plane turn or you start to feel like you're going to black out at all, you tense up your abdomen. You tense up your stomach. Like you can, you uh, like uh, yes. Get the abs working. Yes, and your thighs as well. Your thighs and your hamstrings. You the big muscle groups in your body. Oh, you tense man. them all up to help push that blood back up into your uh, into your head. So did you do that? Yes, I had to. The other thing that they have, at least for the uh, for the Air Force Thunderbirds, is their the flight suit itself has air bladders in it. So as the plane, and your, your suit is plugged into the plane. What is an air bladder? It's a balloon. Okay. A balloon. It's got balloons in the, air, in the uh, flight suit. And your flight suit is actually plugged into the plane. So when the plane itself begins to sense uh, changes in the gravitational pull, you know, you're in a, a maneuver that increases the Gs to 5Gs or 9Gs, whatever it is. The air bladders in your suit, the balloons in your around your thighs and around your abdomen, inflate to help. Sque- you're squeezing your muscles, but it will help push that uh, push that blood back up into your head so that you don't black out. How cool was that? Like in your life experiences. I mean, having kids and all of that is wonderful. Blah blah blah. blah, 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 blah. Wedding right. wife, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah, does yeah. it rank? Uh, Aside would... from all the personal uh, joy. Wait, wait. In terms of like an experience. That was my greatest experience with a machine ever. Okay. How's that? Ever. And it was incredible because there there was things that I, uh, there was no, what's the word? There was no downtime at all. From the time we took off at uh, Los Alamitos at the joint, uh, the joint base there and made our way up past Edwards Air Force Base out into this box of desert air. I mean, there's nothing out there. Um, and we were all alone out there in terms of the, the space that we were given. From the moment the pilot says to me, okay, here we go with our first maneuver, whatever it happens to be, to the point that we were done was about 10 minutes, 15 minutes tops in terms of all of the maneuvers that we did. And you saw the video where we did aileron rolls and barrel rolls and full inverted flight and then uh, straight up in the air and doing an aileron roll from going straight up into the sky. Was it like riding a roller coaster but more? I can't. It's not even connected to what. what okay. A Any coaster. sort of feeling that well, you've ever had, especially because a roller coaster, for the vast majority of them, you see where the track is. Like yeah. you know exactly what's right, coming right, up in right. the hill and the turn, and you're gonna go. You're gonna go inverted and everything. All I got was him in the front seat saying, "Here we go," and then that's it. <laughs> and then the the horizon would change, or it would drop out, or it would spin, or something like that. The only time, the only time I felt like I, if I wanted to throw up, I could throw up was on the way home. 
This is we've done all the maneuvers. We're just doing level flight coming because right back because everything was finding its way back to where it's supposed to be inside. It's just the <laughs> adrenaline letdown oh. because at that point I don't have to tense my muscles anymore, but yeah. I'm sore. I'm soaking wet because I'm sweating through my flight suit. Oh my god! And you're and I know he's not going to do anything tricky. He's not going to surprise me. We're not right. going upside down anymore. In fact, all we did was we flew out here. We came in the middle of. Oh, there you go! Wow. That's your T-33 piloted by Greg Collier, a little training jet that comes through. That was one that Nick was supposed to be in. Nick got sick and uh, wasn't able to fly. (laughs) That was the T-33. That was the T-33 that just went through there from uh, from north to south there in Huntington Beach. But um, when I came through last year, they actually carved out a little hole in the middle of the air show, and we flew the F-16 right along the beach here a couple of times, did a couple of passes. So if you were here on Friday and you saw that single Thunderbird flying by, I was in the back seat holding on to my lunch. The T-33 shooting star, subsonic American jet trainer produced by Lockheed Martin, made first flight in 1948. That one did? I think it's that. I think he's still going. Here he comes again from the south up uh, up towards the north at a much higher. He's going straight up. Nick, that could have been you, buddy. That could have been you. Right there. Losing. Is he doing a full loop there, it looks like? Um, just one of the many examples. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk more about what it is that's going on over the, uh, over the water here in Huntington Beach. And we'll talk more about uh, one of the great things that we have going on here, some of the STEM exhibitors that are available here right along PCH in uh, Pier Plaza. Gary and oh Shannon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Gary and Shannon. We are live today at the Great Pacific <laughs> oh. Air Show. Yeah. Oh, my. I, now that could have been you, I too. Know, that's never going to be me. Yes. That's never going to be me. Next year. <laughs> All right. Gary and Shannon will continue. Gary and Shannon. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we are live today at the Great Pacific Air Show here in Huntington Beach. And I have never seen you. You almost wet your pants and you're not even in the airplane. Okay, so this is my first air show, I I believe. Holy hell! (laughs) We just watched uh, the T-33 Ace Maker, a guy named Greg Collier... Uh, the call sign Wired has been flying for more than three decades. He actually got his license while he was in the Army. Spent 27 years working in the uh, for the FAA as an air traffic controller. And has been flying this T-33 back and forth right here across Huntington Beach. Uh, pretty amazing uh, aerobatic so far. Quieter than I thought it was going to be. At least for that kind of a plane. It's, it's quieter than, uh, than it is. But you... I'm eight years old right now. I know. I did, this was the one we were, we were trying to get producer Nick onto that T-33 to fly with Greg. Um, and just sitting here watching Nick look adoringly at that T-33, I said, you would have pooped your pants by now. And he said, but I would have pooped my pants with joy. <laughs> well put. So anyway, uh, we're, we're out here at the Great Pacific Air Show at Pier Plaza. So we're just north of the Huntington Beach Pier, that little amphitheater that uh, – you see, you can't miss the stage, and we apologize that it's a little audacious. But, come on, there's going to be a concert here a little bit later and a, a party coming up at 5 o'clock uh, tonight with all of the pilots that you're going to be seeing today as well. It's not just the show in the sky. There are a lot of things, community-oriented things, out here at the Great Pacific Air Show. And Vital Link is out here. Kathy Johnson is with Vital Link. It is a career education outfit, and it really tries to link schools with real 
life, real world business experience. And uh, Kathy, tell us what you're doing out here and what people can learn about. Absolutely. So the big thing is to create awareness for the parents, the students to understand that the school has a whole different model for education when it comes to career preparation and learning uh, technology and skills. Uh, today's focusing on uh, STEM-related, science, engineering, technology, and math. But if you think of, remember when you guys were in school and they had the shop classes? Sure. sure. With the, they were, I called them birdhouses and tissue box classes, <laughs> right? And you would, it was a hobbyist class with hand tools. Not anymore. They're advanced manufacturing with 3D printers, um, computer numerical control uh, equipment, top-end things that the students can go in and learn that at the high school level. But the key thing, the really interesting thing, is that a lot of these programs are aligned with the community colleges. So students can actually get college uh, credits while they're still in high school in these these programs and then move on into a college. And those are called pathways, career pathways. And that's the big movement right now and has been going on and evolving over the last, let's say, about seven, eight years. Those things have evolved. But the, what has happened in the high school classrooms and now in, and also in the community colleges is amazing to see the, the actual high-end work that they're doing in all areas of career education. Is this basically sort of backfilling the hole that was left when we lost all mm-hmm. of our auto shop, uh, construction shop, yeah. wood shop, metal it's shop? They didn't the- go away. They actually went into a different environment called regional occupational programs. So the high school shifted a lot. So they have career, t- career technical educations at the high schools. They also have regional occupational programs that overlay the high schools and now aligning also with the community colleges. But what it's a backlash to is four-year for all. Um, that is not a realistic thing. If we even just thought about the the – there's not enough – university chairs to seat all of the high school students anyway and not everyone's aligned to that i mean my background is in construction that was not something that required me at the time to get a four-year degree and so having those classes for that group that wants to make things do things and and uh, learn that way uh, that's all changed and the um California Department of Education, the Chancellor's Office at the state level, has appreciated that. And over the last um, number of years, they've been funding, uh, revamping those professional development teachers, bringing in the equipment. That's so really good to know. That's uh, that's really good. Uh that that need is being met because yeah. we've spent a lot of time on the program talking about how it's not re- real for everybody. It's not a reality for everyone to go to a four-year school. It's just, right. I mean, what percentage of people should be going to a four-year school? I bet it's a lot smaller than, than we would imagine. Well, and the other thing is, the re, you know, RO, ROI, business mm-hmm. return on sure. investment. Yeah. What about the ROEI, return on education investment? That's what's really hit people hard. Oh, yeah. Where these students come out with these uh, Ridiculous loans. loans. Yes. They, and they're they, saddled they have, with into their 40s. But they have no actual skills. They've learned the theory. Oh, are you suggesting that a degree in medieval puppetry is not applicable in the okay. real world? So I would say if you are interested in medieval puppetry, yes. I could probably come up with a number of careers that you could transfer that into. You think so? Yes, I could. I, I, I get challenged by that all the time, especially here in Huntington Beach. I love skateboarding. And I said, did you know there's engineers who design skateboards? There's actually marketing people. There's the people that put on the big events. What about all the people that design the clothes for sure. skateboarders? So we could even probably 
probably find you, Gary. Yes. You could Job probably do something with your puppetry <laughs> as opposed to English Come lit. Come to the Vital Link booth and I will help you out up there. Well, that's going to be my next right question. There. What is it that, that, uh, that people can do at the booth today? So there we can show you information about the classes that are offered at the high school level. Time Oops. out one All second. Right. Time Just out. My, oh, my gosh. This is, um, this is huge. This is an Airbus A400M. It's called an Atlas. It's a relatively new airplane uh, in that it's uh, the first one was delivered, I think, just about six or seven years ago. Uh, but they're going to come back, I believe, and do another slow speed pass. All right. Okay. So at, at the STEM booth. So at our, at our booth, you can learn about what the courses are offered at the high schools. So no matter where you come from in, in the Orange County area, we have people there that can show you what classes are available at the high school level. We also have folks there from a um, at the community college level, and we want to promote futurebuilt.org. That's a place where you can go online and make those connections and find out where those courses are being offered. And then the colleges actually have booths here as well, and they've brought out equipment. We have biotech and biomed. We have uh, digital media arts and aviation, all kinds of programs at the colleges that are on display here. And so uh, we're really excited to be here, and we really want people to understand that uh, schools aren't like they were when I was in high school. <laughs> Kathy Johnson, awesome. so nice to meet you. Vital Link, the tent is right up there, that white tent uh, right along PCH. Appreciate your time yeah. and, and what you're doing as and well. And one last shout-out, vitallinkoc.org. Perfect. Thank you, Gary. Good to meet you. Oh, thanks thank for you, coming. Shannon. Appreciate it. All right. All right. We're live today at the uh, Great Pacific Air Show out here in Huntington Beach. Uh, we just saw that uh, A400M Atlas, this uh, Airbus plane that went through the cargo plane. And we believe that uh, coming up next is going to be a couple of F-18s. I saw them peeking around just a few minutes, few seconds ago, as a matter of fact. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on those. Uh, the F-18s probably coming from the south if you're out here in the beach with us. If not... This is the place you should be. If not today, tomorrow, Sunday, one of these days, you got to get out here. Gary and Shannon will continue. Home, where families connect and memories are made. Find your new home with PenFed, a mortgage partner who brings confidence and value to your home buying experience. They offer low rates and no lender fees and can even help you find a real estate agent through their trusted partners. Let PenFed bring you home. Visit PenFed.org slash home or call 1-800-970-7766. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. I'm getting drunk on a plane. Buying drinks for everybody but the pilot. It's a party, got the 737 rocking like a G6. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We are out here in Huntington Beach. At the Great Pacific Air Show, and what a show so far. Coming up in about a half an hour, we're going to be talking with Jeff Borboon. He is going to be the pilot of the Yak 110, which is basically a one-off design. It was constructed by joining two Yak 55 fuselages and then putting a jet engine in the middle. right in the middle. <laughs> It is a feat. It is. A, it's one of the weirdest looking but incredible airplanes that you'll ever see. Uh, we've been waiting for the F-18s to come by, U.S. Navy Super Hornets. They've kind of been circling out behind us, uh, away from the ocean a little bit, waiting for their time to come through. Uh, we were talking about the T-33 that flew through here earlier, and I got it. That that thing disappeared. When it did one of the low passes 
from where we're sitting, it disappeared behind Ruby's Diner there at the end of Huntington Beach Pier. It was that low and going so fast that it, I mean, it just, you couldn't see it within seconds. It was already gone and out of sight. That was incredible. Uh, we have a lot we're going on, uh, that is going on today. Of course, today, tomorrow, and Sunday is the Great Pacific Air Show here in Huntington Beach. And there are a couple of things that you can, you can do. If you're out here, wherever you are in Huntington Beach, the show is totally free. But there are a few places that you can actually buy tickets to. Uh, if you go to PacificAirShow.com, you'll see all the different uh, variations for ticket prices and locations. And also, most importantly, probably, is a map of, of how it is that you can get around Huntington Beach. Because if you're along PCH... Uh, from Main Street, uh, basically for blocks in either direction, it's going to be busy. That pilot of the T-33, Greg Collier, it's funny how many of these stories start with uh, an experience that they have when they're a kid, right? He took his first flight at age seven in a Cessna 172 out of Sonoma Airport, out of the Sonoma Airport. I've been there in a Cessna 172. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so funny. So he said he was hooked ever since. He had flown for almost three decades after earning his license in the early 80s while serving in the U.S. Army from 82 to 87. But it's just that one experience in that Cessna, and then here he is 30 years later, having a a great time flying the T-33 and putting on a show for all of us. Uh, The... This, I would love to, when we talk with uh, with Jeff Borbon a little bit later uh, about his Yak 110, I want to ask him what it looks like from their vantage point. Yeah. I, mean, I, I flew through there last year, but it was I was so nervous and not paying attention to what was going on and watching all of the people. Last year, there were two million people who came through here over the course of the air show weekend to watch what was going on, and I wonder how it's going to do this weekend. Do we know what Chris Ancarlo flew in? Uh, that's a good... Snowbirds, he huh? was The Snowbirds? He was in the Canadian Snowbirds? All right, so reporter Chris Ancarlo uh, is making his way down here as well. We're going to talk with him, and he and I are going to have a lot of experiences to talk about. Please being... don't embarrass me in front of the real pilots when, it, when we interview them. I don't want you to be like, oh, pilot to pilot. You know, why and, not? Well, I um, you only had control of, for fifteen seconds, but it was an F sixteen. It was. So I think that that translates into basically a pilot's license. Okay. Without even really needing one. There they go again. These are our uh, F eighteen Super Hornets that are flying over Huntington Beach. You can hear them. This is the thing. <laughs> so they're they're loud now. Oh, can you imagine? Uh, when they come flying through and they do a high-speed pass, those things are screaming. F-A-18, meaning fighter fighter jet or an attack jet. Yeah, depending on whatever configuration they have uh, for for what it is that, what they're going to carry, what sort of weaponry they have on the airframe, on the, uh, the air platform, the weapons platform perhaps. So um, we're keeping an eye on all of this. Make sure that, uh, that you check out PacificAirShow.com. You'll find information about all of the, uh, the aircraft, the pilots themselves as well. Looks like they're getting ready because they're supposed to come through with uh, an F-8F Bearcat uh, as well and fly in formation, the three airplanes. So they may be uh, joining up to do that. The other thing that's going on outside of our site, of course, is the two different airports where... All of these different pilots are getting their aircraft ready and coming through, getting ready for their portion of the demonstration that comes up. And if you are, uh, if you're here, you will see in a sh- in a short time 
not just the Royal Canadian Air Force Snowbirds, but the A-10 demo, the Thunderbolt. Everybody calls it the Warthog, but it's also officially called the Thunderbolt. The F-35 is going to be a pretty big one as well. The F-35, the A-10, and the P-51 may be able to line up and may go through a pass, just the three of those in formation. And remember, coming up at 5 o'clock tonight, it looks like uh, at the uh, lifeguard band will be there uh, right here right here live Q&A as well in an autograph session with the pilots and the performers what do you think they do after all the pilots get together at like HQs or something and and talk about their pilot time I don't think they talk about their pilot time no I think they'll talk about the baseball games they'll talk about stuff like that you know pilots don't like to talk about pilot time really yeah Hmm. unless unless people ask about it and then they'll tell them well you would know Right. You know? Everybody knows that I would know. All right. Coming up next, we are going to get to some news. We're going to get to all of the stories. I want to are... do news. I know. And we're only going to do this much, okay. like like three or four minutes of just headlines and what everyone's talking about everywhere. We'll get you all caught up when we come back to Gary and Shannon. I like can't stop saying holy s i know over and over and over again <laughs> got the sound of those f-18s i told you those things are loud i don't know how the bad guys don't hear those coming <laughs> uh, but those f-18 super hornets that just flew by with an f-8f bearcat um they had to honk to get the bearcat out of the way just now because they did a couple of high-speed passes we're live today out at the great pacific air show here in huntington beach right at pier plaza um, we have a bunch coming up a little bit later. We're going to be talking to Chris Ancarlo, who was able to fly with the Snowbirds, the Canadian Royal, uh, the Canadian Air Force Snowbirds, that we'll be demonstrating a little bit later. Um, we also asked earlier what is our call signs, what would our call signs be when we, you know, officially become pilots in some squadron somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple. Uh, I would be named Heckle and you would be named Jekyll, but we would have to probably be in the same squadron for that to make any sense. Okay. Someone suggested that I be called Snowflake. Huh. Uh, another one was Hasselhoff, Flamingo, or Queen for me. And then for <laughs> you, Wino, Bratwurst, or Vodka. <laughs> People know me so well. Hey, uh, what else is going on? Time for What's Happening. New data unveiled by Microsoft today says there was a campaign tied to the Iranian government that attempted to identify, attack, and breach email addresses belonging to a U.S. presidential campaign. It looks like other countries are still trying to hack into our elections, and 2020 will be no different. This was found out again by Microsoft, and it said that they uh, spearheaded this investigation in its outfit that's called Phosphorus. This is... uh, Who do you think that they would be choosing to go after? Is there a... The Iranians? Yeah, I mean, if you were them, who? which campaign do you think you'd try to infiltrate? Let me put my Iranian hat on okay. and uh, figure that out. All right. Was that the C-17? It's one of them, the C-17 uh, or the KC-135. They're both supposed to come through here in just a second. This is so exciting. 
This is like the epitome of squirrel, right? Uh, It's very hard to focus. Well, I mean, there's a giant plane flying behind you. It's hard to ignore that. The Iranians apparently made more than 2,700 attempts to identify email addresses that belonged to Microsoft's customers over a 30-day period between August and September. Four were compromised, but they say they do not belong to the presidential campaign or government officials. Uh, I got this bad news out of Hollywood. The... um the death of Diane Carroll, the singer and actress, came from the Bronx to win a Tony Award. She got an Oscar nomination. Uh, she was on Julia. She was on Dynasty. She died today at the age of 84. Sorry to bring everybody down. Listen to this one. This is nuts. This is out of Florida. His, this was a guy whose son-in-law was trying to surprise him on his birthday and jumped out of the bushes. Oh, I heart. Guy yeah. shoots and kills him. Yeah. Well, maybe he didn't like his Surprise! Son-in-law. But Maybe he didn't like his son-in-law. There's a lot that goes into... But there's a prosecutor that can make that case. <laughs> That's horrible. Christopher Bergen, 37 years old, had arrived in Florida from Norway on Tuesday night to surprise his wife's father. And uh, that's when it went down. Is that the K-35 or the C-17? That right there is going to be your uh, C-17. That's going to be your Globemaster. And when they do a slow speed pass like this, I learned this in pilot school. When they do a slow speed pass like this, gear down, flaps down. Yep. What do they call that, Nick? They call that a dirty pass. Why do they call it a dirty pass? Because it looks a little dirty. Because its its wheels are hanging out the bottom right there. Looks like a guy walking down the path here with shorts that are too short. I've seen some short shorts today. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I've seen some definite Larry Bird style shorts. I'm not naming names. But you do you. Okay. You know, if you like to rock the short shorts, then let's get it done. Apple is talking about a cheaper phone that is going to come out next spring. If you're looking to upgrade but you don't want to pay that huge price tag of the iPhone 11, apparently there's a cheaper iPhone option, an SE-like model. So it'll be smaller but just as fast as the iPhone 11. That's what I'm looking for. They say me too. Yeah. They say it's going to be rumored to be in development for the first quarter of 2020. Okay, well, if I can't put it. if I can't put my phone in my pocket at the pie gow table, uh, I'm not going to use that phone. You should get on the because when phone I had the Samsung, it didn't fit in the in the pocket at the tables. Did you hate? And that I had phone? to just kind of like sit on it. Well, you know, I felt the like it, you know phone. how they say you're using like three percent of your brain. That's Phony, by the way, totally phony science, but that's the saying. I felt like I was using 0.4% of that Samsung. I knew it could do so much more. I just, I'm like a senior citizen, you know? I need one of those flip phones with like the four buttons. <laughs> Baseball is trending today. Today's the first day that we're seeing four games in the four division series that are going on. Right now, Tampa Bay is at Houston. They're not, uh, there's no score yet. St. Louis at Atlanta for game two coming up at about 130, 137. Minnesota in New York to take on the Yankees at 407. And then Washington, of course, at Dodger Stadium once again to take on game two of the Dodgers. 637 is the starting time for that one. The Nationals looked hungover from that one-game <laughs> playoff with the Brewers. They were, they were anemic last night. I mean, the pitching was great. Walker Bueller was was great. Eight strikeouts, I believe. He, he had some filthy stuff. And I was glad that he got the start. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that they're starting Kershaw tonight and Ryu on the road because Ryu's numbers on the road aren't as good as Kershaw's are. But apparently Dave Roberts said the reason they're doing that is because Kershaw can come out of the bullpen and Ryu can't. If he or to, or yeah. never has. Yeah. Holy hell, look at that beast. That's <laughs> 
And now you can see both of them together. The one farther out over the ocean there is going to be your KC-135. But just to give you an idea of how large those things are, I mean, you can park cars in the cargo portion of that airplane. Right. Uh, or tanks, I mean, depending on what it is that you're hauling around there. Um, and then finally, uh, this, of course, segment of What's Happened and brought to you by the Orange County Auto Show, October 3rd through the 6th at the Anaheim Convention Center. You can uh, check out all the information to search Orange County Auto Show online. We come back. A quick little thing about Gas Fantasy Foreplay. We'll continue our coverage. What's going on out here at the Great Pacific Air Show? We're live today in Huntington Beach at Pier Plaza just north of the Huntington Beach Pier. Coming out and say hi. Absolutely free admission. There are tickets that are available for some specific seating areas, but you can find information at PacificAirShow.com. My God, that's a huge (laughs) plane. Uh so the drinking game is either, Amy, are you paying attention, either I've lost me count. referring to myself as a pilot or Shannon just going, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I won't and, be and doing Shannon any. Shannon is so articulate normally. I, I know, I know, I know. I just, Amy, I was just going to say, I won't be doing any play-by-play of any air shows um, in the near future. Hey, listen, it's my first one. Go easy on me. You're pretty spectacular. <laughs> Shannon, <laughs> we'll continue in just a moment. I believe it's time for me to fly. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We are out here in Huntington Beach, beautiful Chamber of Commerce-loving Huntington Beach, just north of the pier at this pier plaza where the little amphitheater is. All kinds of things set up today for the uh, Great Pacific Air Show kicked off just about an hour and a half ago, and we'll go until about 2 o'clock today, and then... Later on, right where we are, in fact, on this stage, they're going to have a kickoff party tonight with all of the pilots flying all these different demonstration aircraft that are going to be out here to answer questions, uh, sign autographs, and things like that. We've been watching a uh, C-17 Globemaster flying through this giant cargo airplane and also a KC-135 air-to-air refueling tanker that's been flying through here back and forth across the beach. There is a, uh, a biplane right above us. You can hear it. It is orange striking against that crystal clear blue sky. That is piloted by a guy by the name of Michael Wiskus. They call him that crazy guy in the orange biplane. Like many of the pilots you're going to see here today, his passion for aviation started when he was very young. His dad took him to his first air show in their hometown in Iowa. He was just 10 years old. It made an impression on him, so much so that when he was 14, Mike rode his bike to the airport for two weeks straight, (laughs) bugged the owner for a job washing airplanes, cleaning the hangars just to be around those planes. In school, Mike had a teacher told him he would never be a pilot. His grades were not good. He got into trouble. Later that year, a tutor gave him the book, The Little Engine That Could. Changed his attitude completely, helped Mike believe in himself. He said he traded his work of washing airplanes for flying lessons, received his pilot's license on his 17th birthday. Well, you missed that because you were looking at the computer, but he did a flat spin. You could see the smoke trail from what's left there. A flat spin coming down. Oh, I see him right there. Pulled back up. Just an amazing, what, what I love about those older biplanes like this. Well, this one's called, by the way, he calls it the super, uh, super stinker. 
the Lucas Oil stunt plane known as the S-111B. It's been redesigned from its original build uh, to add some strength, of course, to the structure so that it can do these types of stunts like that. Oh, my it's, gosh. It's just laughable how, what this plane is doing. He's just he's going as, as fast as he can. You know, it looks like he'll go vertical and then just throw the stick to the side and let all caution be thrown to the wind. There's some cojones on that guy. Uh, you could see him hanging out of the airplane, actually, out of the bottom of the airplane. <laughs> Uh, it looks almost like a mail plane. Um, this is, uh, but here's the other part about this: the weather today has been so spectacular, and you hope it continues through the rest of the weekend. In fact, I think it's supposed to be warmer tomorrow and Sunday as well. Uh, but these are just some of the examples of what it is that you're going to see at the Great Pacific Air Show. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that he rode his bike to the airport as a kid. He would ride his bike to the airport. I rode my bike to the airport a dozen times. I never was brave enough to ask for a uh, to ask for a job, but I would hang out in that little pilot's lobby lounge area and read all of the magazines about uh, pilot life. And now you too are a pilot. Yeah, I'm starting to shy away from that. Seeing what this yeah. guy is doing with his airplane, <laughs> walking uh, that back a little bit. I'm not sure that I can uh, can can claim that at all. Um, a couple of things that are coming up in the show. Uh, the pilot of that Yak 110 airplane that was here that we talked so much about last year is going to join us in a few minutes. And Chris Carlo, the KFI reporter, was uh, up with the Snowbirds earlier today. How do you today. do that? How do you do that? Well, you pull back on the stick, and then that's all I got for you. I, I don't know how... Uh, you mean, how does he stay conscious when he does that? That's a different, uh, that's a different set of... What do you call those? Barrel rolls? That one was... Uh, those were aileron rolls going down. If he's if he's tight, like if he doesn't move very much, it's going to be an aileron roll. But if he does a big, wide loop oh, as he's okay. going up around, that's going to be a barrel roll. Uh, I, I've done both. I'm going to go to flight school before we do this next year. You're kind of going right now, aren't you? Why don't you just go up with one of these pilots next time? Probably not. No, it's not not going to happen. Um, we uh, will also do our nine news nuggets you need to know to finish out the show, depending on what's going on behind us, of course, because if the planes are. Uh, are flying through there. Man, he is low. Uh, Did you think that all started with the little engine that could? The little kid on the bicycle. And then the book. And then the book. The book, the little engine that could. Uh, yeah. This is, uh, a, well, it's too much fun. I just want to do this. What I don't the hell? Radio show. And what, I mean, Amy, you got to see this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even worth. It. See, now he's behind even. the pier. Now you can't see him. He's bravo, Michael. That is something. Yeah, Mike Whiskus there aboard that super stinker, the S-111B. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about uh, what's going on in the uh, Yak 110, this other airplane that we've uh, been talking about as well, which is a uh, a strange combination of a couple of airplanes that are actually put together two fuselages with a jet engine right in the middle uh two propellers and what jet engine and jeff borbun is going to join us in a a few minutes 
Um, I think he took time off from his day job of actually being a pilot to come be a pilot for us. Well, excellent. So that'll be very cool. We will do that when we come back. Gary and Shannon, we're live today at the Huntington Beach Pier, right here at Pier Plaza for the Great Pacific Air Show today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tomorrow, by the way, Neil Savage is going to be out here for the Fork Report from 2 to 5. And then uh, Dean Sharp is going to be out here, host of Home with Dean, coming up on Sunday morning as well. So this is going to be a, the place to watch everything over the next few days. Gary and Shannon will be back here at the Great Pacific Air Show. No wonder they call Michael Wiskus the crazy guy in the orange biplane. I mean, he's going straight up. And then it looks like he's cutting back on the power and that the plane just starts flailing. It looks like it's falling out of the sky. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. That, Jeff, you'll, way, have to, uh, you'll have to just... Uh, I'll have to apologize yeah, to you. I know yeah. nothing about <laughs> uh, planes or, or Me piloting. Neither. I'm just winging it. And I'm trying, I'm trying to put into words what I'm, what I'm seeing. We are live today at the Great Pacific Air Show. We're right next to the Huntington Beach Pier. Uh, Pier Plaza is what they call it, the big stage that we're out here. Uh, Jeff Bourbon has joined us, and he is uh, flying the Yak 110 this year. This is kind of like, like last year. a design one-off, huh, Jeff? It is. It's the first time, actually, in the history of aviation that two airplanes have been put together and then add a jet engine onto it. So we're... We're really excited to be out here to de- uh, debut a couple new maneuvers. In fact, this afternoon I'm going to do a tumble um, that we're uh, <laughs> that we're just. I'm going to write that down. Out she here. doesn't yeah, like that word. Be a lot of fun, tumble, but, but it's uh, it, it is a very unique, uh, one of a kind airplane that we're really excited to be out here uh, with the uh, the jet engine. You, you hear the jet come by and people are like, "Wait a minute, are the Thunderbirds out here already?" <laughs> and uh, in fact, it's just a Yak 110. So yeah, it's a it's an awesome airplane. Really excited to be here. How did you get into being a pilot? Was it one of those stories of you're eight years old and you uh, see? <laughs> no, no, you missed it by one year. It was seven. Okay. Yeah, I was seven <laughs> years old and I went to the Oshkosh Air Show in Wisconsin for the first time and got to see, you know, Charlie Hillard and those kind of guys out there doing this fun stuff and thought, well, I need to do this. So the seed was planted to me very young and um, started building and flying model airplanes and then went to the University of North Dakota through their aviation program and just uh, went right straight up from there so i did all my initial aerobatic flying actually at at the university of north dakota and then uh got into flying competition aerobatics so that was my first real uh, go towards a an air show career was to fly competition is that aerobatics. the bison and uh no that was the fighting suit oh okay yeah gotcha yeah so also <laughs> in north dakota but okay it was very cold That's so north i left dakota there State, and, right yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> i left there and uh, went down to las vegas and then it, uh, ultimately uh, Phoenix, where I um, met my wife. She's down here in the crowd. Hi, Maria. Um, but, uh, yeah, so did all that initial training, then got into competition aerobatics, which then led to uh, air shows through. You get to the point where you win a national championship. So I was fortunate enough to get to the top of the podium in 2010 at the competition and then um, was invited to get to fly at Oshkosh with my extra 330. It came so full circle. It did. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was really amazing. And then you know, to be flying airplanes like this, now um, one-of-a-kind airplanes, it's just really an honor. Uh, I'm so fortunate to be uh, here with this lineup. Did you see this lineup all day, five hours of the most incredible air show acts, including three jet teams? and um, Three man, different Kevin, countries yeah, represented? Uh, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, Kevin Elliott 
man, he blew it out of the park with this one. It's just really amazing. Uh, the Yak 110 itself, where did this airplane come from? Where, what are the parts that, that make it up, and whose idea was to smash these things together like a Lego set? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was my idea. I saw two Yak 55s sitting on the ramp in kind of positioned in a way that looked like one air- airplane, and I said, I've got an idea. And so uh, working with Del Collar, the guy that ultimately built the airplane, um, we decided it was it was time to start really pursuing putting this together. And I got with my um, uh, friend Chad Barty, who used to own the blue side of the airplane, uh, very first Yak-55 that I ever flew, and then subsequently I bought the red airplane. So the two airplanes originally met in 2004, huh. um, and then they were kind of split up. And I kept my airplane because I knew there was going to be a great repurpose for this Yak-55. There's such a cool airplane. And um, so what we did ultimately is took two airplanes that had been just sitting in a hangar collecting dust, and we combined them together for this one of a kind. Now we get to be out here talking to all these great people and flying in front of all these people um, this weekend. It's uh, it's really a, a cool repurpose of two airplanes is what I like to um, think of it as. It seems like a lot of advances in aviation started out with ideas that might sound crazy. Like is, you yeah. seeing those two planes <laughs> parked next to each other and saying, hey, let's put them together. That sounds a little bit nuts. It does. Right? And uh, then to add, if that wasn't enough, we have to put a jet engine on it, right? Right. Yes. Uh, explain how that kind of thinking it goes hand in hand with, with being a pilot and, and being instrumental in advances like that. Well, it's it's interesting because I, I never thought of myself as a, a great innovator in any of this stuff. It's just, you know, I, I, I like to fly any airplane I can get my hands on. And, and to have that opportunity to fly the, the Jet Waco, actually, I was out here with the Screaming Sasquatch a, a number of years ago. And, and to, um, to to think back when I first saw Jimmy Franklin flying a Jet Waco at Oshkosh and to say, I'm going to be flying one of those one day, I would have said, you're absolutely crazy. I, I would have never guessed that. So... I mean, I guess I'm just really lucky that, you know, all these things kind of fell into place just right for me. And, and to get these opportunities to fly one-of-a-kind airplanes is is um, not anything that I've really ultimately planned on. It just kind of worked out that way. Do you have a favorite? Of course, the Yak-110. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what? that's a lot of people's favorite, actually. I mean, I, uh, I love the Yak-110 just because it is so unique. It gets so much attention. It's a, it's interesting when I when I fly the airplane cross-country and I stop at little airports, it, you know, I fly over and, and the people on the street, all of a sudden their cars are stopped. I'm afraid I'm going to cause an accident. They're like, what is that? Like, no way. And then they all turn around. They come back to the airport. Every time I stop, there's just yeah, a ton of people that want to come and see the airplane and get questions answered. And, yeah, it's cool. What was the Yak-55 alone? Just, I mean, if one plane, was it a trainer for somebody or what was it used for originally? Uh, originally, the, the Russians needed to beat out the pit specials, like the one you saw Mike uh, flying at competition. Sure. So they needed an airplane. And so the uh, Yakovlev Design Bureau built that, designed and engineered and built that airplane to compete at world championships back in the 80s. And, um, and it was very good at that. I flew it in competition from 2004 um, through about 2008. I was flying that airplane in competition. So it's a very good contest airplane. Um, but there's, you know, that's an old design, and so everything that's moving up sure. and uh, like the extra 330 SC that I'm flying now is, you know, really the Ferrari of the uh, aerobatic fleet. Well, but the idea that you're in one side of this airplane that's got two sides on it. I know it's not the only dual fuselage design plane. It was a P-38. Right. That yeah, well, the P-38's uh, got a center cockpit, but the F-82 twin Mustang yeah. is uh, two fuselage. And uh, kind of a mistake people make is that they put two Mustangs together, which is actually not the case. The P uh, F-82 or uh, twin Mustang is actually a clean sheet airplane, quite a bit larger than a 
than a Mustang itself. Huh. And it was cool. At Oshkosh, I got to put the Yak-11 or the Yak-110 right by the uh, F-82 at Oshkosh and got some pictures of it. We were going to try and get the two airplanes in the air together because it's very unique to, you know, that's the other twin fuselage airplane that's out there flying right now. What does it feel like when you're uh, doing these shows and you're uh, behind the controls there of that Yak-110? Do you feel, uh, I mean, because when we watch, we feel adrenaline. Is that what you feel? I do. You know, and I was talking about about that with some friends this morning because they asked a, a real similar question. And right now it's for me, I'm thinking about all the elements and the, and the crowd, and we're talking to the people, and we're talking about the yak. But as it gets closer to the time I fly, the focus comes like this. It's getting closer and closer into actually what I'm going to do. There's a nice adrenaline that you get. But it's, uh, by the time I get over here, everything is extremely focused on um, flying a safe air show. I don't think about the, the crowd and the things that are right. going around on here. It's, um, you know, it's a, it can be a dangerous sport that we're doing out here, but there's so much effort that goes into the planning of a safe air show that uh, that's the focus when I get out there. Were those the snowbirds? Those were the snowbirds. That was it. Yeah, the Royal Canadian awesome. Air Force snowbirds that are flying over, beginning their demonstration here in just a couple of minutes. Um, our friend Chris Ancarlo, reporter for uh, for KFI, was able to fly with one of those uh, pilots earlier today, so he's going to come oh, along yeah. a little bit later and he's going to awesome. tell us more about it. Uh, when you see, I mean, because you are out and in these air shows a lot, I mean, what's, what's your favorite thing to watch from the ground as a spectator? Actually, um, Things like this, uh, the red arrow is coming up yeah. later this afternoon, sure. actually right after I fly. Uh, so I won't get to see him here, but I was really fortunate at the Portland Air Show two weekends ago to get to watch the uh, red arrows, which is really uh, such a great show. They do an incredible job. And, and to have them here in the United States this year was really um, an honor to, to, ha- to host them here in the U.S. and to have them out here on the beach to join the Snowbirds and the Thunderbirds. It's it's uh, really awesome. Well, we know you got to get over to the uh, to your airplane. That's so a beautiful there, plane. I'm just watching uh, some footage here. That's oh, incredible. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's uh, people at 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 the onset thought, oh, that's kind of a cute idea. It was right. a novelty thing, or right? They it, it sounds was cute. Exactly. Yeah. It's not cute. It's, it's badass. <laughs> it yeah. is badass. Uh, <laughs> Jeff it out there, so it, it's it's gonna be great. Jeff Bourbon, of course, the pilot of the Ak One Ten that you'll see out uh, in the skies here, not too distant future. Yeah, three thirty, three thirty. Awesome. Yep. Well, Jeff, thanks for awesome. stopping by. Appreciate thanks for taking it. Nice time. to meet you. Uh, and Gary, stick around. We're gonna continue uh, as the uh, Royal Canadian Air Force Snowbirds continue their demonstration behind us. We'll keep things going at the Great Pacific Air Show. Gary and Shannon live today in Huntington Beach. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We are out here at the Great Pacific Air Show in Huntington Beach. Just constantly wowed by all the different aircraft and the, the pilots. One of them, uh, Michael Wiskus, referred to as the crazy guy in the orange biplane. You really like that one. That's my favorite so far. That's funny. Because I don't think I, I don't think we would ever be able to convince you to go up in that. Absolutely airplane. not. But you're more you're willing to just watch it. Yeah. You're willing to, to, to like it and watch it. Uh, the Royal Canadian Air Force snowbirds have been flying around. We're expecting to see a couple of guys in jetpacks here in a few minutes as well uh, over the ocean as they get ready to 
to fly by themselves without uh, without the benefit of wings. Uh, Chris Ancarlo, reporter for KFI News, has joined us. How's it going? Um, fine. You know, it's a horrible day at the office today, uh, so that's why we're here. Funny story. Yeah. Uh, I'm driving down here this morning. She got me off. On the 405. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't, did I? Uh, no, no, I'm pretty sure I almost bullied you off of the, uh, the highway. You completely. drive like you're from Philadelphia. That's because I am. I know. Uh, this guy is kind of funny. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that'll cut into the other lane if it'll get him, you know, just maybe six inches further. Six inches, further. <laughs> six inches add up. I was, I was cracking up, but it was just kind of funny. I don't think I've ever seen somebody that I know on a random freeway in Los Angeles in the 14 years that I've lived here. But there I am driving along. And I'm like, oh, that looks like one of our news trucks. And I look over. <laughs> That's Chris Ancarlo. <laughs> it, it actually terrifies me. I, I have anxiety about it all the time that people will know me as they're driving by me because I am a total a-hole when I drive. Well, you were all right. I, th- I could tell you you were uh, trying to be on good behavior, and then it only lasted so long. And then you texted me and said, I hope I wasn't picking my nose. And I had the same <laughs> thought, like, oh, man, I hope he didn't see me. <laughs> you always say, watch out. Not that I did, you but you never know. Around, I did have my bacon, yeah. Uh, anyway. Is, is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. that's right. what that so was. So what are you doing down here, though? You know, I thought I'd come down to the beach and, uh, and watch some planes fly on by. I think those are the snowbirds flying over us right now. Yeah. The, the, I am uh, going to be on one of those planes in like two hours. Canadian Air Force demonstration team flying a, uh, what is it? I said a CT-114, a two-door is what it's called. Uh, yeah, that formation. Nine-member formation right there. You're the uh, pilot. I'm just the co-pilot here. Well, Do you uh, think those guys are all best friends? No. Oh. Um, but there is definitely one who is a leader. There is a number one pilot, and there always is. Chris, what have they told you about your flight this afternoon? Well, we went through the entire safety check earlier today, and what they did was uh, prepared me for a possible ejection, which is comforting. <laughs> so we uh, we fitted the parachute, and we fitted the emergency seats. Lauren, if you're listening right now, turn the radio off. Yeah, I, I should have told her that before I even hopped on, but no less. Uh, I am ready to go. I know how to pull all the levers. I know how to, you know, unbuckle from the uh, from the parachute once I land in the water. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, but in You're the not meantime, making it better. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't want to be goose, so I'm uh, I'm good to go on that, and they've, uh, they've also... You know, told me how to bring the raft over that is going to automatically inflate so that uh, I can sit there and wait for the helicopter to come and pick me up. That way I'm not eaten by the many sharks that are here in the channel between <laughs> Catalina wow. and Huntington Beach. Well, your, your wife might your wife not welcome you, you home at all. Yeah, you're uh, not going home. Uh, have you she ever done me. this before? <laughs> I have. I've been in an L-39, which is a um, it's kind of like a training fighter that is used by a lot of, especially European countries. And what's really rad about you, know, I mean, you know, this like when you take off, you go from hey, I'm on the ground to oh my god, I'm like ten thousand feet in the air within, I mean, a blink. And Seconds. Yeah. It's just it's nauseating and fantastic, and one of the best things in the world. And I'm looking forward to today because that first time I did it. I was just terrified going into it. I and, and also I wasn't flying with the military. It was like some random dude who had a plane. <laughs> were you why, why, why were you doing that? You know, sometimes you do meet people in bars and they offer no. things up. <laughs> it was a different <laughs> time. Yeah, let's right. do it. Uh, no, it was uh, it was an air show back east, and these guys were flying. They actually were flying to raise money for this organization that puts. Uh, combat vets into jobs as uh, airplane mechanics around the around the country and so kind of to bring up some more awareness for their organization they said hey come on up and, uh, and fly i'm like all right great and i get there and there was absolutely no formality there was no ejection seat there was no parachute there was nothing so this morning when i show up the guy's like yeah who's been in jet for i raised my hand i've been in jet it's like oh what kind of like elder wow. he's like oh it's the same thing yeah that's pretty incredible 
basically it's like a massive curly cue in the sky. You've got, I don't know, nine planes that are flying down at a 45-degree angle as they're leveling off just above the ocean. Can I you mean, stay and do the rest of the show? Is, <laughs> is perpendicular to where they are right now as they bank off to the right-hand side over Catalina Island. All those guys on the oil derricks are getting an excellent that show. That is an excellent show. That's a great place to watch the show. So if you have access to the oil derricks, make sure you get on out there for the rest of the weekend because this is great. Uh, Chris Carlo, reporter for KFI News, has joined us. We'll come back and he's going to talk more about what we can expect today when he goes up with the uh, snowbirds. Look at that tight formation. That, that, it's like a that's the weirdest thing about it is that you got nine airplanes there where the lead pilot obviously out in front is controlling what's going on, but every other pilot, those eight other pilots behind him or her, are making sure that they're wingtip to wingtip, maybe three, four, five feet apart in those in those airplanes. The most high-risk high risk synchro... Uh, I wasn't terrified before, but now I have that. Yeah. Sense. I didn't even see this. <laughs> I mean, to be that synchronized like that, in a jet. Takes a lot of practice. And they're inverted. Gary and Shannon will continue. Oh, my God. We're live today at the Great Pacific Air Show in Huntington Beach. Come on out and say hi. The show is free itself. There are some places that you can actually get tickets, though, uh, for some premium seating. You can find out information, a uh, map of the whole layout, how to get in, how to get out, that sort of thing, at PacificAirShow.com. We'll continue right after this. The precision of those Canadians. And they're so nice about they it. Are, they're so they are nice. Really kind about their flying. And the way that they're able to invert the plane and, like Dana said, not lose or gain any altitude. It, it flies in the face <laughs> of modern physics. How come Just, I've never gone to an air show I have before? No idea. Gary and Shannon. <laughs> KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We are live today at the Great Pacific Air Show in Huntington Beach. Things got underway just about 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, we saw the uh, SOCOM parachute team actually come down. They're expected to come down again. Another jump a little bit later in the show. Uh, the Yak 111, oh, sorry, Yak 110 is coming out. I gave him a promotion. Also, a bit later. the Jetpacks. We talked to David Maiman on the program uh, last week. He is the Jetpack guru. And was able to uh, put these together. He says the next frontier is going to be uh, flying motorcycles. <laughs> we, I don't think we're seeing flying motorcycles yet. Next year, maybe. Mm-hmm. But this one is just going to be a couple of jetpacks. Again, right. we're watching the Royal Canadian Air Force snowbirds that are out there. Nine airplanes in this uh, in this demonstration team. And they did a couple of nine airplane passes a few moments ago. And have come through with all of these different formations. Now, that was about a seven airplane, it looked like, uh, where all of the planes go up in formation and then break off and go to different areas. This is pretty amazing. And it's, it's, it's as loud as uh, it's as loud out here as it sounds through the radio, I'm sure. Plus, a little bit later, we have uh, the A-10 demo coming by. And the big one is going to be the F-35, that absolutely uh, brand-new joint, joint strike fighter that's going to do a full 15-minute demonstration out here in the uh, in the skies right above Huntington Beach. Guys, this weekend is going to be as beautiful as it is today. This is the place to be. It is free. It is fun for all uh, all ages. They really got lucky. I was talking to one of the organizers earlier, and she said that there, there have been years where they've had to cancel yeah. because the cloud cover was so thick and just didn't burn off, and it just wasn't safe. Well, this is the antithesis of that. 
Uh, Chris Ancarlo, KFI News, has joined us, who's going to be uh, be on one of those airplanes that you see flying around right now a little bit later in the uh, in the afternoon. So and two we're, hours, two and a half hours. We were talking about what it is that uh, they've told you so far, because you've done the medical brief, met with flight surgeon, something like that, and yep. explained what it is that's going to go on. Well, what did they tell you in terms of preparation? Well, the good news is that I am healthy. My blood pressure is good. And it, I it was survive. good. It, <laughs> it was good. Uh, she actually she checked my air pro, uh, blood pressure and she air pressure and she was like, "Yeah, it's a little <laughs> elevated right now, but uh, that's typically how it is for for anybody that's getting ready to go. You're you're more amped up." Than Did you tell you her you were otherwise. from Philadelphia? Well, yeah, but okay. typically that, that works in the opposite direction. Part of the, part of the reason we are so animated is that our blood pressure traditionally is so low. Really? Yeah, that's why we can eat t- ten cheesesteaks and not die of a heart attack in a day. <laughs> it's uh, it's genetics, friend. You should not <laughs> eat a cheesesteak at all today. No, I uh, I actually have been debating what to eat and if I should eat anything right now. You should I, eat maybe something. some nuts, yeah, a little, a little maybe hungry, some cashews or something. Yeah, probably not that. Uh, I was thinking maybe like a nice. Eat simple sandwich or yeah, like turkey. A block of cheese. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good idea. That is a really strong idea. All the cheese you can find leading up to four o'clock. You know what I learned listening on the radio earlier today yeah. is that that's flying dirty. That's a dirty pass. That's a dirty pass. That is a dirty pass. With the wheels down. All the, the oh, wheels look. down. They, gear down. Flaps up usually. Flaps down. I mean, I, and then uh, I think they just touched wheels. No, uh, they didn't do that. They just you you would have heard a little skid if that was the case. If they had touched wheels. One uh, of the great things about these flight demonstration teams, whether it's the Snowbirds, the Red Arrows, the Thunderbirds, uh, as they get you know closer to the audience and you can see them up close, they'll actually tighten their formation uh, where they're at times 18 inches, 2 feet, wingtip to canopy, depending on what the formation is. Uh, and as they get farther away, they can space that out a little bit and sort of force the perspective so it looks like they're that close together the, the entire time. Um, when you go up with them, do they tell you what they're they're going to do to you, or is or are they Canadian and nice, and they're just going to take it easy on you? Very, very nice in terms of saying, "Hey, listen, we're not going to do any crazy maneuvers. A, eh? we don't want you to throw up or." Get did upset. they say a they for real? Every, no, they didn't. Of course oh. not. But they were um, they were like, "Yeah, we just want you to have a good time and see the sight." So apparently, what we're going to do is fly up the coast perhaps as far as Santa Barbara, and then work our way on back down the coast, uh, back over Catalina Island, and then work down this way. And they're going to do some light maneuvers, is what they called it. Now, the thing is, watching these maneuvers, I think they would almost say that something like what they just did there, which right. is basically painting a hook in the sky, would be a light maneuver. But for you, that's a heavy maneuver. For me, that's <laughs> like getting hit by an NFL linebacker. Right. So I am, uh, I am ready... For that, not at all. They <laughs> right now they're flying the uh, CT 114s. It's called a Tudor, and it was uh, they're flying five across. And like Chris said, they were able to go up and do uh, basically a barrel roll as they made their way away from the coast here, and then turn around and come right back, staying five abreast right there. And it looks like they're basically about two feet wingtip to wingtip as they make their way through the uh, through the sky. That's Look, incredible. Looks like the other four are coming inbound, so they may do something neat. That's <laughs> <laughs> the kind of analysis Listen, we go to Chris for. I, I, I've been in pilot school <laughs> this all might this be morning. Neat. So, you know, you were really articulate good, good when you first started watching the snowbirds. You were talking about the formation and the maneuvers they were doing, and then you saw exactly what they were going to be doing and put yeah. yourself in that plane, and then suddenly you be 
you became lost, the guy who says that looks neat. Yeah, you lost language. <laughs> it was it, it was all academic up until about five minutes ago. Right now, now this is the real. reality is hit. Oh look, they're drawing a heart in the sky. Are you nervous about this? Or are you excited about? I'm this? really excited about it, and you know, again, I think it's because I get a chance to to really take this in and so. Oh, they are drawing a heart. Look at those Canadians. Oh, that is see, so we sweet. Love you too. That is called especially the, uh, British Columbia. You're the my cardiac pass right there. Where the the two they came in as four split up into teams of two and then wait crea- is it really what really called a cardiac pass I just made it up oh that's good man well I mean that's what you know you can, someone has to name it right Sounded someone eventually official, has to name this that's thing fantastic um, we are uh, live today at the Great Pacific Air Show in Huntington Beach we'd love it if you come on down again the the show is free if you can get down here the show itself is totally free there are some specific seating areas that you can buy tickets to. It have some food and drink, et cetera. But there's also food trucks and all kinds of stuff going on uh, right here at uh, Pier Plaza, which is where this big stage is that we are. Again, watching the Royal Canadian Air Force Snowbirds as they make their way through through the skies right now. Coming up, still coming, the F-35. We have the uh, Air Force Thunderbirds and the Royal Air Force Red Arrow is still to come. Also, the jetpacks should be on deck coming up next. Jetpacks are coming up around. Uh, we also have nine news nuggets you need to know because you know what? It's still Friday. We still deserve to have a little bit of fun. Okay. Like we're not already having the time of our lives? It could be funner. could be funner. It could be funner. Okay. Yeah. All right. Gary Fun. and Shannon now will continue. Now we're saying things like funner. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It could be neat. <laughs> it could be fun. So- She's crying on a suitcase. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're just talking to Kelly over there. She said, do you see my C-17? She uh, helped build that plane in oh, Long really? Beach. Yeah. That is awesome. Isn't that cool? Uh, we are live today, Great Pacific Air Show in Huntington Beach. We're right next to the, uh, to the pier. In fact, Pier Plaza is where we are, uh, just next to all of the food trucks and all of the different tents that have been set up. Uh, just north of the pier. So if you're coming out here, it would be great to see you. Uh, it is absolutely free for you to come on out, but there are a couple of different places that you can buy tickets and get some uh, more upfront seating. Um, the uh, the Snowbirds just wrapped up their uh, demonstration, the nine-member Canadian Snowbirds team flying their CT-114 Tutors. And I don't know if you heard that. Right we were taking pictures, the Jetpack guys were flying oh. around. And you could see... The it, there's a f- uh, fire boat out there that's actually shooting streams of water that they've been showing, and then a helicopter way off in the distance. And I think that's a TV helicopter that's it is. Uh, that's it's recording KBC, something. I think. Uh, but the, these guys flying these jetpacks. Uh, we talked with one of the guys who helped develop this jetpack, and it's just a completely self-contained backpack. It doesn't even do it justice, but it's a self-contained unit. Brian Mayman is his name, and he says he got the idea. To build a jetpack in the 1984 LA Olympics, but he wanted the flight time to be more than that 30 seconds or, or whatever it was. And he meets another engineer, and the two get cracking and form a small company called Jetpack Aviation and just flat out made it happen. 
again, like when we were talking to Jeff, it seems like a lot of these pilots have these ideas where you and I would probably be like, that's kind of nuts or okay. And then they go and they make it happen. They take two airplanes, they put them together, throw that, uh, that engine in the middle for Jeff. And then, uh, Brian here with with uh, I, I wanted I want a jetpack with some flight time. The, yeah, that flies longer. Right, it's ridiculous. I but, know, but it makes it happen. I was uh, it's kind of a throwaway line, but I was saying to Jeff Bourbon from the Yak One Ten, it's as if you took two planes and smashed them together and then threw a jet engine on it, like I would do with the, my Legos when I was nine years old. That's exactly right. Except that he's talking about the full functionality of a, of an aerobatic airplane that that happens. I was asking him off the air about how you build something like that and it, it you know from basically from the design from the idea to the specific design of it and then the engineering on the inside of that airplane where you've got fuel lines and wiring for a jet engine that was never intended to be on an airplane like that that from that idea all the way to flight was about 18 months which when you think about it is a ridiculously short amount of time Follow your dreams. I guess. Follow your dreams. It's one way to put it. Um, We talked a lot about what's coming up in the uh, the air show a little bit later, including the A-10 Thunderbird – sorry, the A-10 Thunderbolt. The U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds are still coming up as well. The the Air Force A-10C Thunderbolt has a demo team now put together. And the Air Combat Command A-10C Thunderbolt demonstration team is based out of uh, Davis Monthan Air Force Base in Arizona. And the A-10 is a uh, very low speed, compared to the other airplanes and the other jets in the air, very low speed airplane that is uh, used for very close ground support for uh, for members of the military. Well, you are, said it is a sight for sore eyes oh for, for troops on the ground. When they see that A-10 coming in, they know that they're going to get some help. Uh, and the idea that these things fly as low and slow as they do is amazing because it makes them that much more dangerous for the bad guys. Uh, they will bring attention, of course, to the, uh, to the Air Force proud history of flying formations. They're expected to take part in the Air Force Heritage Flight, which will take place a little bit later in the show as well. And then all of this will be rounded out in a couple of hours by the uh, Red Arrows. The Red Arrows will fly unique Fire Hydrant Red Hawk T-1 fast jets, representing the speed, agility, and precision of the Royal Air Force. This is the first time the Red Arrows have returned to the United States in 11 years. They uh, had six stops in their North American tour. This is the last stop. So the grand finale... For the Royal Air Force Red Arrows here this weekend at the Great Pacific Air Show. Come on out and say hi. The show itself is free. Again, there are tickets available. If you want to find a specific seating area, you can find information, including all of the people who are taking part, all of the performers and the demonstration teams at PacificAirShow.com. When we come back, we're going to lighten things up. I mean, not that this has been a particularly dangerous or tough show, but we're going to lighten things up with our nine news nuggets you need to know, some of the crazy stories that have happened through the course of this week. Gary and Shannon will continue in just a moment. Take me to the pilot, be me to the team. Take me to the pilot, I'm not a stranger. Take me to the pilot, be me to the team. Take me to the pilot, I'm not a stranger. Well, the good news is we found out that Shannon loves air shows. It's just that... She waited 35-plus years to figure that out. I don't know why. Gary and Shannon, we're live uh, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and KFI AM 640. 
We're at the Great Pacific Air Show in Huntington Beach, right alongside the pier there in Pier Plaza. That A-10, man. A-10. Not bad. The A-10 Thunderbolt, officially. Warthog is its, uh, <laughs> is its um, nickname. It is not a pretty airplane unless you're a good guy who needs some backup. Then it's the prettiest airplane you've ever seen in your life. It's, uh, it's a lot faster than I thought it was going to be, but that one of the things that, that makes it uh, such a unique airplane is that it can go slow and very, very low, but it's super maneuverable. We've been seeing it fly around here just a, for the just precision. a couple of minutes. Precision. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Um, here it comes for, for another pass. Uh, again, not, it, not the prettiest uh, of airplanes, but... Oh, I think it's beautiful. Used for very close air support when uh, when the good guys are in trouble and the bad guys need to be beat back a little bit. Just fly one of those things over their heads, and that they tend to evacuate their bowels and go the other way. How old is too old to join the military? You're too old. Got it. Come on, you could just oh watch that all Oh, my God, time. all day uh, long. In a few minutes, the F-35 is going to come along as well, that joint strike fighter we expect to be up uh, up next as we continue through the Great Pacific Air Show. But every day, uh, sorry, every Friday, one of the things that we love to do here on the show is uh, bring you the nine news nuggets you need to know. These are some of the stories that uh, fell through the cracks because they just, you know, we didn't have time. We were dealing with politics or air shows or something like that. We just couldn't get to them. So... Here's our honorable mention. Honorable mention. Not supposed to mention. I'm going to mention it when the time was right. It's network policy not to mention it. It's been an honor serving with you all. Didn't I mention it? What an honor it is. Great and honorable Moses. So today we're holding auditions to become the newest member of honorable mention. Well, let me take you to Oregon City, Oregon, where it looks like they have caught the nail bandit. Yes, there has been a person who has been dumping nails on streets across the town for two years. Two years. Turns out it was 56-year-old Oregon City resident Brett Michael Wilson. They caught him red-handed throwing nails from his vehicle onto South Center Street. What was he? Who was he trying to go after? I think he was just into this. Like, this was his hobby. There you go. There's your dirty pass for your A-10. That is a dirty, dirty pass That's right a, there. He looks like he's going about 17 miles an hour. That is a <laughs> slow, slow pass for that airplane. Now, wait a minute. Back to the nail guy. Right. Who's, whose tires was he trying to make go flat? I think this was just his thing. Uh, you know, some of us like to uh, do ballet or uh, fly planes. And this guy just... And he l- likes to throw nails out on the road. Okay. Oregon is a weird place. Here's number nine. Uh, number nine. I did nine plays if a cop's dirty nine times out of ten his partner's dirty too. And I speak nine languages. I stay up till nine o'clock. Basically everybody at table nine. I feel ready to go another nine in. Niner. Did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? Who's in the mood for some nudists? Yeah. Huh? Aren't we always? This guy's got us halfway beat already. He's barely wearing anything. Oh yeah, no he's shoes, been he's no been socks. near nearly nude all day. Wearing sunglasses and this it. It's not can, a challenge. Hold on. That. It's not a challenge. We're not well, asking. Okay. Are, are we not? No. Oh. It's a family show. A group of nudists <laughs> with a 55-year-old fire truck was able to help firefighters contain a multi-acre brush fry, uh, fire on Wednesday. They protected a trailer and a power pole in the process. According to the local st- television station, there a fire started there about 1.15 p.m. Wednesday. 
And on our way home from work, a nearby nudist, uh, Susan Palmer. <laughs> By the way, she worked at a nu- nudist park. So it wasn't just like a woman living her nudist life in an office somewhere with a bunch of clothed people. Her nudist lifestyle is in cahoots with her professional lifestyle. With her everyday job. Got it. Yes. And she she saw a lot of smoke as she was on her way home. And she said, that doesn't look good. So she says, I got in touch with some of my guys. And I said, take the fire truck and go. Apparently, this nudist park has its own fire truck. 55 years old. But those nudists climbed in that truck. And Mm. they went and they helped those firefighters out. Hope there was a towel on the front seat or something like that. I mean, this A-10. Yeah. You're going to get one, aren't you? Yeah, get a bunch of those. We should get a we should get a show A10, right? With the iHeartMedia logo on one side, the gas logo on the other side. Yes. One engine to the other. Come on. And that wine, you hear that wine that yeah, it makes right there? Yeah, I do. There? Yeah, that's I it. hear all the sounds. <laughs> Thank you, Blake. A child is born every eight seconds. Listening to eight different bosses drone on about mission statements. Sir, I'm sorry, I can't hear what you're saying, but I appreciate the fact that you're nearly nude. All right, those are some moves. Uh, St. Louis is where we go next. Yeah, bring it. For more than a year, Linda and her husband David said they have worked hard to keep their alleyway clean. Uh, <laughs> illegal dumping has been a problem. Speaking in, of in illegal dumping. <laughs> illegal dumping has been a problem in the past, and they are really fed up with the most recent mess near their dumpster. They found thousands of Domino's coupons and menus dumped next to the trash bin. And that was the final straw. Uh, this couple is a round table couple. Oh, you that's know what not, I mean? Yeah. I mean, there are Domino's people and there are round table people. And never the twain so shall meet. So they filed a complaint with the city. They said they've hired a private company to clean their garage. That someone with a business must have dumped them in the alleyway. Domino says that they're taking steps to prevent this from ever happening again. I mean, I support every pizza place, whether it's Domino's, yeah, I don't know how Round Table, Shakey's, Blaze, Mod. Mod. Anybody. Zelo. And especially the smaller ones as well. Mm. Here's number seven. Sounds good. The seventh son of the seventh son. We're on for seven days. With the government. Sector seven. Five, seven. Seven a.m. Seven years of college down the drain. Seven. 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 Seven, seven days. And just what it represents, yeah. that it provides support for our troops when yeah. they need it most. Right. Like, it, all of it. I mean, I don't think he's ever going to do a four-point aileron roll while he's helping the good guys, but it's nice to see that he can do it if he needs to. What's number seven? Well, there was a man in uh, also St. Louis area who pretended his finger was a gun and was able to stop a fleeing suspect. Now, the finger wasn't loaded, as you can imagine. Okay. But it managed to hit its target anyway. So this, the story in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch actually says a very funny quote because uh, Mark Russo witnessed this out-of-control car crash into a couple of people, noticed the driver was trying to sneak away. So Mark raises his empty hand, points the fake gun, which is his index finger, at the driver, and I'm going to read from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Stop, bad person, or I'll shoot. Well, in the heat of the moment, Gary, yes. you don't always have the right words. Mm-hmm. It, you go down to a very remedial language when you're panicking or you're in shock. And so all he was able to do was stop, 
bad person. Got it. Oh, my gosh. I think he was trying to say a-hole, and the the post-dispatch was trying to clean it up for him. Do you think the, the pilot of that A-10 is listening to the show? Yes, he is. Here's number six. Or she. I got six. You got six. She got six. Uh, number six. Dude, there's six more weeks of winter. Why do you have a picture of me, a rabbi, and six drunken longshoremen? Why don't we just stick her in a nursing home closer to us so I don't have to drive six hours? Drink another six-pack. Number six. It looks like there are some officers in Texas who are upset over a new policy. This is a policy that limits the size of officers' waistlines. <laughs> so they are suing the state over this Uh-oh. now. So you can't be fat? You can't be a fat guy? That seems a little fattest, Texas doesn't it? Trooper? I thought it was 2019. I thought we weren't offending anybody and we were staying body positive. Well, listen, it's Apparently says, not in Texas. A male officer waistline must be no more than 40 inches. And a female's waist must be no more than 35 inches. Are you serious? And if you can't meet those standards in Texas, you could face disciplinary action, including reassignment, denied overtime, or no more ice cream in the cafeteria. Not to get all Bill Handel on you, but they have a case. They do And the fact that there's different waistlines for men and women, that's another problem. More of our nine news nuggets you need to know. Gary and Shannon, we're live today at the Great Pacific Air Show in Huntington Beach. Come on out and say hi. We'll be back. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640 live. Oh, my God. Are you serious right Everywhere now? on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, you did say you love pizza. I did say I love pizza. I didn't know it would appear. Wow, that was amazing. That's incredible. we got to try that oh. with more stuff. Oh, that's so sweet. Bruno sent it for oh, us. Oh, that's very nice. This is the coolest S I've ever seen. Uh, we just watched the <laughs> F-35 Lightning come past here a couple of times, making its passes. Uh, there were a few of them where it was very close to uh, to breaking the sound barrier. You could see that uh, the vapor cones start to form around the wings and the I saw the vapor, and, the and I said, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening right now? And it is a lot louder than that uh, A-10 was just a few minutes ago. We're live today at the Great Pacific Air Show in Huntington Beach. They're going to do the same demonstration tomorrow and Sunday as well. So you can come on out, and here comes the F-35 one more time going. Looks like he's going to go straight up once again. You can hear that, of course, in the background, right directly into the sun. And you can see him hit the afterburner right at the very top as he comes over and then straight back down. That's unbelievable. Where'd he go? He's over here. Oh. It looks like he's doing oh, a yeah. flat turn. A Look at flat him. Flat dive or something. What is that? I don't want to I don't want to know. Man, and then I mean, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then full power is down at the bottom, and he's coming right past the Huntington Beach Pier. And then banking, and you can see the afterburner there on that single engine. Oh, my gosh. We, uh, hey, Blake, we're not even going to do the news nuggets. Yeah. We, we, this is too much fun. This is, us just staring at a plane and <laughs> not talking so about great. it is great radio, isn't uh, it? Big thank you, by the way, to everybody who came by the stage today and said hello. It was very nice to meet everybody. And those people who came on the uh, show today to talk more about the Great Pacific Air Show. This is just, listen, you may have uh, doubts about what an air show is. I'm looking at you, Shannon. 
But you I'm have gonna, to admit, I'm going to become an air show junkie. I know. Like I'm on the circuit now. This is uh, it's better than you can imagine. Uh, and there are probably tens of thousands of people up and down the beach right now, just mesmerized by this F-35 that's come through. And this isn't even close to end to, to done. We still have the Air Force Thunderbirds. We still have the uh, the Royal Red Arrows that are coming through as well. All of the information about the Great Pacific Air Show. I think that's the first time I've had to be quiet for the F-35 uh, in my career. The, all the information about the Great Pacific Air Show is online at PacificAirShow.com. And, of course, all over the weekend, we'll take your suggestions for what our call signs should be. Hobo, Chico, Moly, Heckle, Snowflake, or uh, Frenchie, Vixen, Blonde, Chardonnay, Jekyll, all of that stuff. Have a great weekend. Hopefully, we'll see you out here at Huntington Beach sometime. See you Monday. Stay dry, everybody. Blessings. Well, goodbye. And don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven, because it hasn't. Gary and Shannon. Now is the time, and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel, the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online.